0: hello everybody did you miss me i bet you did is your pal will here uh i've got a bit of an announcement to make i'm very excited to share this with you guys uh i've got a brand new podcast out it's called 141 and two-thirds percent it is a wrestling podcast with my co-host tyler young that's right the tyler young that's a co-host on the who killed the radio star podcast super excited to get this out because I've been obsessed with breaths with wrestling for the last six months and I need a place to channel all this energy and I don't know if you guys know this but there's a lot of shit going on in the world of wrestling right now even if you're not a wrestling fan even if even if you're just a casual wrestling fan you know what's going on there's The rock there's Cody Rhodes there's there's Vince McMahon allegations being thrown about stuff is moving in the world of professional wrestling. So here I'm going to drop the very first episode for 140, 141, two thirds percent. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, I'm going to leave the links for the most prominent podcast players out there, Apple, Spotify, those places. Uh, but you can pretty much find it anywhere you can get your podcast. So if you like it, hit the subscribe button, give it five stars. If you don't like it, don't, don't leave, don't leave a rating. It's okay okay nobody's gonna judge you just leave the ratings for the people who want to leave five stars that's the point here but i do have another announcement Ooh boy another announcement coming straight your way you're probably wondering where the new season of the chapter by chapter podcast is if you're a fan of us you probably noticed that there it has been radio silence across all of our feeds for a number of months well i'm happy to report that we're back baby Beep, 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 beep. Yes, Season 7 four Chapter by Chapter is going to be focusing on Children of Dune, the third book in the Dune series, and it's coming out this Friday, February 9th, 2024, just in time for the new movie to come out, so if you guys are rearing for some new Dune content... We got a lot for you. And then some other things as well, because obviously if you guys know the show, we're going to be uh, diverting and digressing a lot throughout the season. Super excited to get it out to you guys. I can't wait. But until then, check out 141 and two thirds percent. Here's the first episode starting right now.
1: Introducing first, from Toronto, Ontario, weighing in at 113 Cornish Game Hands, it's Taco Tuesday, Tyler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and his opponent, weighing in at 823 Lilac Breasted Rollers, it's Wee Willie Walnuts. Beep, 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 beep. Welcome to 141 and two-thirds percent, the wrestling podcast hosted by two lapsed wrestling fans who could literally stop watching wrestling at any time. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Will. Guys, we did it. We've been talking about it behind the scenes. We've been thinking about it. And it's finally happening. We're recording a goddamn wrestling podcast. I'm not going to say we're the most unqualified to record, but we're among that we're among the bottom we're, we're we're near the bottom you know like i said in yeah. the intro we are two lapsed wrestling fans i'm like a 90 94 to like 2003 you can kind of extend that a little bit you know i, I still watch wrestlemania every year i watch the rumble every year and i i just right. came back about a year ago What what's what's your history with wrestling what's your era what's your golden age
0: well, I think it would probably be. so,, uh, for a little bit of context here for people who are tuning into the show, who have no idea who we are. Uh, Tyler and I, we go back a long ways, but our age gap sometimes shows quite a bit. I'm about like seven or eight young, seven or eight years younger than you. Around. I can never
1: keep track of it. I really can't. I know you yeah. are like around the age of my brothers and that you're older or you're younger than my oldest brother. So yeah. what I'm gonna say, I like, again, I should know. That this. helps no one. <laughs> we are we're really good friends. I should know this, but I'm gonna say you're a 95.
0: Yes, nailed it.
1: Nailed it. Fuck yeah. Nailed. Okay.
0: It. All right. So my era, my era was around uh, the tail end of the ruthless ruthless aggression era, and like the wisps of the PG era that was starting to begin. So I'm thinking. So I'm talking like 2006 to 2008. That's that, that, it's that blip of time. I, I, I saw a lot of things that happened in 2007. I missed Eddie Guerrero and all that stuff that was going on at that, uh, right, right around 2005. And then I had like two strong years of just full-on wrestling. The problem was I couldn't get any of my friends into it except for one mm, who didn't go to my same right. school. So um, right, eventually right. when that friendship started to like, you know, like naturally just grow apart as as you do as you grow up, uh, I became a lapsed uh, that lapsed fan as you uh, f- a lapsed fan, as you mentioned earlier, and didn't touch it at all for like, I think up until August of this past year. And right.
1: Yeah. So being a product of the attitude era. I predate the, the that wrestling boom by a couple years. Now that now I think yeah. I said ninety four. I'm now thinking it's probably ninety six because I think that's right around when WWF was still pre Attitude era, and yeah. you know Bret Hart's still there. I, my, my we were talking about this earlier actually because Will was watching WrestleMania twelve. That's my first yeah. wrestling event, and I believe that's nineteen ninety six because like right after that. Yeah. I think the Monday night raw after WrestleMania is when Mankind did his first promo. So I'm right there. Gotcha. And okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it wrestling just exploded in popularity. So I was kind of in I was kind of in a good position at school and stuff to be like, you know, to hold the hand of the people and be like, welcome to the welcome to wrestling. But it exploded. like yeah. I'm talking when I was in elementary, this is elementary school for me, pe everyone watched wrestling. The girls watched wrestling. The boys watched wrestling. The teachers watched wrestling. Yeah. It was absolutely massive, right? And it became one of those yeah. weird things, too, where, you know, I'm like, okay, 96, so I'm eight, and then it gets popular like a year, year and a half later, so I'm like 10, and then the Attitude Era hits, so I'm like 10, 11, 12 when they're doing the real raunchy stuff, and it is not age-appropriate anymore.
0: <laughs> sure not. Sure not, no. Did you always know wrestling was a work? I think so. I can't imagine a time where I I didn't I didn't know it, something was going on. Like I always kind of knew. But th- the thing was, when I was wa- when I was watching it, I was I just get so jacked up. I just get so jacked up after the after after Raw or SmackDown or something. I'd be just running around the house like thirteen year old Will, just trying to do DDTs on people, uh, swanton bombs. And this was at a time where I had a trampoline in my background or backyard.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: And having. Having a trampoline and being a wrestling fan and being twelve, thirteen, fourteen, it's 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 killer, man. So like that one friend, he he would come over, we would we would literally run matches together and. You know, like, as good as, like, 12-year-old, 13-year-old can do it. But I would I would do swanton bombs on him. He would do choke slams. He was, like, he wanted to be more of a giant, and I always loved high flyers. So, like, I'm talking, like, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy. Uh, I I liked Edge, but he wasn't a high flyer. He was more of, like, that striker type. Like, he just hit fast and hard. Right, at that point, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had three little Uh, brothers.
1: So, I was just beating the living hell out of them. You know, like, they are five, five, seven, and nine years younger than me. So like, you know, I could just absolutely demolish them and they would just bounce right back yeah. and love every second of it.
0: Hell yeah. You can run your own Royal Rumble and let them come back as different characters. And oh, just absolutely. Like, just be like Stone Cold in 97 and just rip through them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were they were like, uh, <laughs> they were like Mick Foley in that one Rumble when he came out as Dude Love and Cactus Jack and yeah. Mankind. <laughs> they, they were just like, you know, I, I eliminate one of them and then one of them would go do a switch and then... And then come back as a different character. Uh, but speaking of the Royal Rumble, uh, so this week was was Rumble Week. We're recording this a couple days uh, post-Rumble, and I just want to give everyone an idea of what the format is going to look like uh, today and moving forward, because this is going to be a weekly podcast. Um, so what we're going to do, basically, is it's a, it's a really loose review of the week of wrestling. We're going to touch on uh, – sorry, I, just to be fair – it's mostly going to be WWE-focused. I want everyone to understand that this is a positivity podcast basically surrounding WWE. We will touch on AEW. We will touch on NXT. And maybe there'll be the odd Ring of Honor or New Japan stuff we touch on. But it, this is going to be mostly yeah. a WWE-centric podcast. Mostly because well, we TNA. do not have... or Yeah, TNA. We're going to touch on that later. And so it's, it's, it's going to be mostly WWE because we don't have... The time, frankly. I mean, even this week in preparation for this podcast, I realized how much time this is actually going to require in order to produce this, what I'm hoping is going to be about an hour to an hour and a half show every week. Um, so, you know, we're going to we're gonna touch on these things, but I don't expect it you know, to us to even review like the biggest pay-per-views or premium live events of uh, some of these other... Um, promotions including nxt i just we don't have the time for it (laughs) between recording this and and editing it it. it,
0: it, it's and it's not it it has nothing to do with like uh our opinions about the product that those organizations put out we do like pretty much all wrestling we have our own opinions on what those products are it really just comes down to timing and i already have way too much shit going on to pay attention to everything the fact that the fact that i've been able to Keep up with Raw and SmackDown for the last six months is a is a miracle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, so to kind of preface this for everyone, what happened is, like I said, every year I watch Rumble, I watch Mania, uh, generally with a group of people. Um, who, I mean, before in the last 10 years, there was one gentleman I used to watch these events with who was, who was super in, he was in 24 seven, he was watching every single event. And, you know, I, I tried a couple times to get back into it, but I, I, I don't really want to throw too much shade here, but the product just wasn't really up to snuff and it couldn't really hook me. It was just a little too PG, a little too family friendly and mostly just like, you know, Vince's booking was getting ridiculous and. I just couldn't get into yeah. it, but last year yep. we found out in I believe February or January that uh, the um, uh, that uh, the SmackDown was coming to our hometown, which is uh, Calgary, Alberta. And yes. so we all decided a group of us who are all Lapsed Wrestling fans, a group of I think six that we were going to go. Um, so we booked tickets, and this was uh, the event was in um, August. So we booked way in advance. And then I did my typical watched WrestleMania and decided, you know what? I'm I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch until we go in August just to see. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to give it the old college try. And so I watched Mania and then I've watched every weekly uh, Raw and SmackDown since and every PLE. And uh, I got to say <laughs> that the product is it's back, baby. And you can kind of see it in the ratings and in the culture absolutely like it is it is back hard it's a right hot now zone. and and you can see i mean yeah. we're going to talk about it and like like i said so so what we want this to be is or, or specifically what i want this to be because i'm 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 driving this bus cuz will has way more artistic endeavors than i do um i want to do quick reviews you know we're going to probably do 10 15 minutes on raw smackdown every week do a little bit more of extended time when there's a when there's a ple um but uh you know we're going to also, after that, do little, 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 little feature segments. We're gonna do top fives. We're gonna cover some crazy moments. We're gonna revisit wrestlers mm-hmm. and managers and producers, Absolutely. and that's gonna be the meat of the episode for the most part. Uh, but yeah. I just want to get you guys an understanding of what we what to expect. I'm also gonna try to timestamp these um, on the uh, on the descriptions for the podcast. So perhaps if you had missed Oof. SmackDown and you you want to skip that segment. Um, then uh, you can, and you can go straight to the one that you've already seen, or perhaps you want to just pause before you know we start talking about Raw because we're going to be recording these on Wednesdays. So we're going to do the uh, the SmackDown review, then the Raw review with the PLE in the middle uh, on weeks with the PLES. Then we'll touch on our featured segments, and uh, then I got a little I got a little surprise for Will at the end of the show. Oh. That uh he's, he's going to show me
0: his penis.
1: Gonna, <laughs> we are on video chat right now. I am going to take out my penis <laughs> and you'll hear Will's reaction. You'll know when it happens. Believe me. Believe me. You're going to know when it happens.
0: I make a unique sound.
1: Yeah, it's uh kind of somewhere between <laughs> the Homer scream, uh the Peter when he stubs his uh stubs his leg. Sound, stubs his leg? When he hits his leg, it's something it's somewhere stubs in between. His toe. You're gonna know. You're gonna know yeah. when it happens. Uh, but this week, what I wanted yeah. to do with with the Royal Rumble happening is we're not gonna have the uh, the featured theme of the week or the featured segment. I but I do want to spend a little bit more time on all of these events just to give a quick one sentence summation or whatever to discuss our current feelings on the roster as we discuss these uh, matches. Just so you guys have a sense of where we're sitting with these uh, with these characters as we move forward we're not going to do that every week um certainly not as in depth as I plan on today but I just want to just touch on everyone we talk about just a little bit today so that you guys can get a sense yeah. of what kind of wrestling fans we are and I think the rumble really gives us a good opportunity for that
0: absolutely and I and before we get get started this is a hell of a week to to hop in on a podcast episode 1 there's so much to talk about here
1: I mean, like it's a spicy week. I, I when i when I did the initial notes for this, because will and I have been planning this for a little bit, when I was doing the initial uh, show outline, what my my vision for the show was, uh top of the show, like we're going a lot longer here than i I plan on in the future. But um news is the first thing I want to talk about every week. <laughs> and th- th- there's been well. <laughs> quite a bit of news this week that uh yeah I-, I really don't want to drag out but like it's been a spicy week for wwe news aside from all of the events which included the royal rumble probably the second biggest um uh, a ple uh, just event in general of the year so yeah yeah <laughs> so that's gonna be interesting
0: It's been such a week that we even watched, like, the press conference after the Royal Rumble, just to see what the comments were about the current events of the WWE. Like, that's the kind of week it's been. I I do
1: typically watch the press conferences after the PLEs, but usually it's more like uh, I, I leave the event on... Yeah, no, I'm walking around, I'm cleaning up the mess sure. I made during it, and I'm paying half attention, and like, oh, cool, uh, Gunther's on, yeah, you know, I know what he's going to say, yada, 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 I'm Austrian, we get it, um, I'm better than everyone, <laughs> blah, 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 but this one was kind of important, <laughs> as we will touch yes, on very absolutely. quickly here. I mean, we might as well just break it. Right. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into the news?
0: I'm on, your, I'm on your bus. Show me, show me where we want to go.
1: All right. Beep, beep, toot, toot. Um, I want to kind of take this news a little bit um, from uh, least important to most important because we all know what most important is right now. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a little, it's, it, it extends beyond the realm of the wrestling fan. Um, Seth Rollins is out of the New World Order, and I'm not talking about the NWO. I am talking about Captain America New World Order. It was uh, announced that he has been cut from the movie, which sucks. Oh, No. Yep. He was uh, supposed to be a member of the Serpent Society, and some people are kind of theorizing that. I mean, I don't know how familiar uh, – just uh, so everyone listening knows, Will and I are uh, a fairly large comic book fans. I'd say me a little bit more than Will. And so he was – the Serpent Society has a member named uh, Sabra, or Sabra. I mean, I've always read her as Sabra, who is kind of like the Israeli Captain America so there's some thoughts that maybe they're cutting that aspect out of it to avoid having to deal with that time bomb, which is kind of that fucked for, sense. you know, the the whole uh, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America era, because the show that came out, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, they had to cut a bunch of stuff that had to do with basically like a terrorist group releasing a virus. But it was happening right around COVID, so they cut that whole thing out too. So he seems a little bit cursed with his storylines right now. They're kind of getting neutered by world events.
0: Yeah, poor, poor Disney. But also, fuck Disney. I'm look. Uh, I I I feel bad for Seth Rollins. I think uh, I I do want to see him in movies. I think he's actually a pretty interesting character as a person to to watch. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm out of the the the. MCU like fuck it like fuck I I, I pretty
1: much am too at this point like and like I was I, I still tried to stay past Endgame I, I kept trying and I was keeping up on everything and I think even the first thing I didn't watch might have even just been Marvel's I, I don't right. know if I have any thing before Marvel's that I didn't watch I'm trying to think what came before that but I just a, a series of underwhelming outings, and just, like, there's other things I'm interested in more now. I'm still going to watch stuff that interests me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a time commitment. It's one of those things where when you start watching it again, and you, like, actually realize the amount of time you're sinking into watching this, and, like, watching it on on, – I I typically watch it after it airs, which is nice, because you can fast-forward through the commercials. But even in this week when we were doing – our first run of reviews, there were there were matches where I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about this. Like, this is normally the match. I'd, like, skip 30 seconds, skip 30 seconds, skip 30 seconds, and I can't mm. anymore. I actually have to watch this match that I do not care yeah, for. Pay it. attention. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of sucks, but whatever. It's, it is it is what it is. So, like, I, I guess, I mean, touching on streaming services and stuff like that, uh, big news this week that Raw is moving to Netflix which is a very yeah, interesting move deal. for Netflix. Uh, I'll leave yeah. people and media criticism to the professionals who want to discuss the implications of having this traditionally just only streaming service. It has a kind of a checkered past with live events uh, moving into the space. But kind of the bigger news for us is because we're in Canada, it, it sounds like select countries to start and then more as deals expire are going to be getting the WWE network on Netflix. Um, Hopefully, it's not an additional charge. Hopefully, this is going to be something included with the package, in which case I will renew my Netflix, which I have canceled since they did the whole uh, limiting IP nonsense about a year ago. I don't know when that happened for our U.S. listeners, but, you know, uh, you guys are experiencing it now. But Canada actually had it trialed a little bit earlier than the U.S., and that's when I canceled and walked away. But, uh, I mean, I currently have the WWE Network in Canada, which is hosted by Sportsnet, which is the, you know, I guess you could say the ESPN of Canada, to some extent, yeah. or a ESPN. And uh, what I noted was last time I had WWE Network, which was probably seven, eight years ago, it was hosted on WWE.com. It was hosted through the website, and there was a lot more content. And the Sportsnet was just completely more. neutered.
0: Yeah, the Sportsnet one. I and I'll speak to this a little bit because I spent a lot of time on the Sportsnet one in, in the past week. So when Tyler bought this the, the WWE network for research purposes, he sent me uh, sent me how to uh, the, sent me the how to to get in. I think for the next three or four days, I watched exclusively wrestling, and I'm talking like 30 <laughs> to 35 hours of ple's old matches just burning through content there. Yeah. Um, and the Sportsnet app in general is disorganized. It's not user friendly. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird, uh, gaps in content in terms of like the, the PLEs that are available. Like for example, like WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 21 are missing from, yeah, the package. And then you would find like extreme rules only goes back to like 2016 or something like that. When I think there was extreme rules even further back in the day, but yeah,
1: I was really shocked by it.
0: Yeah, it was, it, it sucked. But the thing I had to remember is that a lot of these events that are PLEs now, and this is coming from like a, a lapsed fan that was like, when I w- last watched this, I was a child. Uh, a lot of the events and matches I've wanted to watch were actually, when I thought they were PLEs, they were actually just matches in a different PLE. So, for example, I texted you about it. I wanted to watch the the infamous Undertaker-Mankind-Hell-in-the-Cell match. Right, which was... There is uh, no Hell-in-the-Cell back then. King of the it Ring? Was just, it was King of the Ring. It was King right. of the Ring 1998. So, I had to do a little bit of research. So, I mean, if, you are, if you're a fan of wrestling and you want to watch everything it, there's certainly not everything there, but I think take that knowledge with you just just to remember I mean I, i'm i also we I'm talking to wrestling fans they're probably yelling at me right now going like yeah you fucking idiot of course yeah. King of the ring did hell in the cell I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's another thing to really point out here is like like I said we are I, I I can't really speak to will but I was hardcore for about ten years of my life and then nothing but mania and rumble for years and years and years so there's going to be certain select spots where i am a complete master and know everything and then there's going to we're going to talk about stuff eventually that like happened in 2013 and i'm going to have no fucking clue what's going on
0: yeah exactly
1: but yeah hopefully netflix kind of brings that traditional wwe package back in i have since because like like i said like will said I signed up for the network because we are going to be reviewing old pay per views and we're going to be reviewing old wrestlers. So I wanted that 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 database, and then quickly realized it's not the same WWE network I had previously. And like you know, the, like yeah. it, I, I can't express to you, Will, how many things were on the WWE network when I had it last. Like I'm talking like I think Mid South Wrestling and old uh, like W oh, uh, wow. World World uh, uh, WC was WCCW or do yeah, no, world class championship wrestling. Yeah. They had a lot yeah, that in the library. Right. They had stampede stuff. Wow! And yeah, now... I remember
0: you showed me uh, the app back then, uh, and I, I think it was only maybe like f- four or five years ago, maybe maybe six. Uh, at least when we were, at least when in the time frame of us being friends, I remember you showing me the app, and I think it was organized in such a way that could you watch matches like just individual matches. As well, instead of just going through the entire pay-per-view. I can't remember if it was time-stamped or not, but I, I think
1: it was. Like, I think if you clicked on it, you, like, clicked on the pay-per-view or whatever, the event, then underneath would be, like, the boxes for each particular match that you could yeah, fast-forward to that's directly. Amazing. And from what I've... I, I've done some brief reading on this. I mean, we're stuck on this package at least for the next month. I have read that, you know, if we VPN to... A couple select countries where it is still run directly through WWE. All that stuff is still there, so I think that's probably okay. what we'll examine going forward. Is maybe signing up and I heard Poland is good for the conversion. <laughs> I heard it's cheap if we sign Ooh. up in Poland, um, and the prices Ooh, do okay. seem pretty consistent. Uh, that it's it's ten dollars US, and then the currency gets uh, gets 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 translated at that point. So I'm going to try to maybe yeah. VPN it. You know, I found a couple websites that are a little sketchy. I'm going to investigate them a little bit more and see what they have to offer. Um, like, you know, yeah, I think bubbles. we're we're planning on doing this for the long run. Um, so if we are still doing this in a year, two, five, we will go deep. We will be covering like the odd Mid-South event or um, World Class Championship, you know, or Stampede. I But we're still quite oh, a ways man. away from that, I think.
0: I, I would love to dive into some Stampede Wrestling. I, I found a YouTube channel. I sent you this a couple weeks ago. I sent you a YouTube channel that has uh, like 80 episodes of Stampede Wrestling. And uh, obviously, from be, being from Calgary, there's just like little little like Calgarian celebrities that only we would know about that kind of like pop up <laughs> it's here true, and there. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. It is amazing. Oh my amazing. God, it's, it's Ed Whalen. It's a treat for the sense. <laughs> Ed, Ed Whalen is announcing. He is, and he is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff.
1: All right, well, let's just cover a couple more of these uh, the news pieces. So, um, basically, I, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna some of these other things are gonna roll into some of the stuff we're gonna talk about with our reviews. So, I'm just gonna say, sure, we're, we're gonna do we're gonna do five minutes here on Vince. So, okay, for those of you living under let's a rock, it. not the rock, <laughs> but a rock, Vince McMahon is being sued. And a big Cliff Notes version of this is here's A few years ago, they were talking about how there were some payments being made by Vince to people with the corporate account to keep them quiet, to pay hush money for some women that he may or may have not sexually assaulted or had some improprieties. And that's what got him in trouble the first time and essentially kicked him out of the WWE board. He did like kind of a coup d'etat, got back in, Then they sold to TKO last year, like right before, or the day of, or the day, yeah, I think the day before WrestleMania. So then he came back onto the board and has since had to resign because one of the main women that he was apparently, allegedly paying off was not receiving her full payments for the NDA, which, come on, Vince, (laughs) pay the woman. (laughs) because the yeah, things that have come out about their relationship are fucking wild.
0: <laughs> it's horrifying. It is horrifying. I I it's I don't even want to like mention anything that goes on in in these in these documents and I don't know if you've read them at all. I've read like a few like pages here and there just to kind of get the gist of it and I had to stop, man. Like it was the I think for me reading that and knowing Vince, knowing Vince the way that I know Vince, and I don't know Vince personally. I'm like obviously. We just
1: want to make that clear. Will does not know Vince. McMahon. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I do not know Vince McMahon. But knowing Vince, the the media conglomerate, I don't know. It's I I don't think it's too far from fiction. I don't know. I I <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's really interesting because like. <sighs>
1: You know, like, again, everyone, our readers, I, I don't really, our readers, our listeners, I don't want to, like, go in too deep on specifics here, both because we've gone very long for this segment, and also because, like, I don't think we can do it proper justice, but. No. You know, I think Vince, in his older age, as he amassed power and kept getting away with other minor things may have used this opportunity to get away with larger things and i know a lot of people with alternative lifestyles who engage in very bizarre or i'm not gonna say bizarre but like non-normal non non non-typical relationships you know i got poly friends i got ace friends i got friends from all the 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 spectrum of the rainbow here and so i don't want to Shame anything that was said in the documents if it was consensual. He's got
0: piss friends. friends <laughs> I've got piss. piss
1: friends. i got friends who love piss. <laughs> but, you know, all of that is fine. Everything that has been shown is fine if it's in a consensual relationship. But when you have someone who is your subordinate in a business world, these things cannot happen, Period. So even if Vince was under the assumption that all of this was consensual or wanted to some extent, it still is inexcusable in a professional setting. And that's the thing I kind of want to make clear, is the things that are said, the things that happened aren't necessarily, I mean, they they obviously read bad, but people are into weird things, and that's fine. But you can't do that when you're paying the woman out of the company pockets, and she's has all the symptoms of being someone who is in a bad place in her life and you can read it as being exploited. And that is the assumption I'm making going forward, is that she was being exploited. Right. <laughs> but, you know, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. she is a power-hungry... Not power-hungry. Maybe she is someone who's exploiting the situation for her own gain. But I also think she has every right to do that, considering that she was on the payroll. You know, Vince was her boss. There is both a a power difference there and an age difference and a bunch of other differences. So I will leave it to our listeners to go in and read the specifics.
0: It's but all it- about the game and how you play it.
1: Wow. Uh, foreshadowing right there, Will. Um mm-hmm. uh you yeah so you know the 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 important things to note are Vincent stepped down from the board. He's off the TKO board, which yeah. is the company that owns both WWE and UFC.
0: Um, I want to I want to hop in real quick here. Can yeah. you? Can we just imagine what this board meeting was like? Because right before <laughs> these allegations came out, The Rock joined the TKO board. Right, like twelve now, hours before. <laughs> like yeah, hours. We're talking hours. And I'm just imagining, like, the first thought that came to my head is the board meeting from the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, where they bring Norman <laughs> Osborn in. <laughs> you got Triple H at the other end of the table, and he goes, you're out, Vince. It's like, nah. See, I was kind of picturing it, do like, uh,
1: did you watch The Boys, right? No. Oh, you haven't watched The Boys?
0: I watched the first season. Look, Tar and feather me on Twitter. Take me to Twitter. I don't care. I'm not a big fan of the boys. Okay. said it? Eat shit.
1: You, you're, you're wrong. Stop watching any Marvel thing ever and then just watch the boys. But I pictured it as like a meeting of the seven. I can't remember if there was any of those in the first season. I'm sure there were. But just like, you know, a giant boardroom with all of these characters. You know, you got The Rock. You got Dana White. You got Vince. Yeah. You got Ari Emanuel. <laughs> it's just like all these larger than life figures is
0: going on
1: <laughs> i mean like, like you guys have all seen i assume you all have seen the pictures of vince lately like what he looks like like fucking sniley whiplash with the weird ass mustache and the jet black dyed everything and just him trying to defend himself and then the rock in my in my head is in character he is not dwayne johnson he is just fully the rock and for yeah. some reason, you know, like, he's just delivering a promo in front of everyone, All of The Rock. He's got a microphone for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's, they're booting Vince out. Did The
0: Rock ask you to speak?
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like, shut up, you know, sit down, shut up. There, there's been a lot of red flags about Vince over the years. And there's a lot of red flags about WWE in general, to be fair. You know, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say, when I speak for Will here and say that Will and I are both politically very left wing, both socially, fiscally, all of the above.
0: I'm and North Wing. B- beautiful. Baby. Nailed it.
1: And uh you know, with all the stuff with Saudi Arabia, who I also have to contend with in my own personal life as being a, a Newcastle United fan who was purchased by Saudi Arabia. I gotta I gotta watch WWE. I'm a Newcastle fan. The Saudis are just invading my recreational time. And it's it's also like I don't want to say it's worked, but it's it's made me no lie, not exaggerating. Spend hours reading about the history of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> no, no, learning a whole bunch about their, you know, the 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 general as much as you can fit into a three-hour session of reading about Saudi Arabia's history, understanding right. that. They were like a, you know, a, a state that ha- was very closely tied to the religion. But they are trying to break away from that now. And it does seem from my reading that that is legitimate. There's no more like, from what I can read, no more like beheadings in the public square of the infidels. But, you know, okay. there's, it's only been a change in the last five years, maybe being generous to the last ten where the real changes have come forward, where the political powers, or I guess I mean, it's not political, it's the king and his family, have started to distance themselves from the religious sect in Saudi Arabia um, and try to make a more progressive place. So, to be okay. fair, there's all of those things to consider. However, it also is still very fresh. And I don't want to start talking about Jamal Khashoggi on a fucking wrestling podcast. <laughs> so you're off the rails here. You're I'm, off the rails. Bring it back to WWE. Bring it back to WWE. It's not a fun place to it's not it's not a fun company to cheer for. They have a horrible history of uh, of, uh neglecting their wrestlers, not giving them, you know, the proper rights, uh, uh, signing them to contracts as contractors, not giving them the yep. proper retirement that they deserve for the work that they've put in and sacrifices they've made so Mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about that a lot here unless it comes up in the new segment but we do understand walking into this that wwe is probably a horrible corporation that we should not be cheering for but most of the recreation speaking yes yeah there's a lot of historically
0: speaking absolutely but i would argue to say that i think that the modern understanding of like workers rights um and around the world has only existed maybe in the last five years. You know, it's definitely one of those things that
1: it, it feels like it's an older thing with us because we have the privilege of living in Canada where it's been on the tip of the tongues and there's been movements made over the last hundred years where that is the exception and not the rule worldwide.
0: Absolutely. And in the case of WWE, this is this is just how business was ran in from the eighties, nineties, two thousands. These like Vince was ruthless. He was a ruthless businessman. He ate an entire industry, swallowed yeah. whole, more or exactly. less. Exactly, and then but kept um,
1: all of the he, rights of the workers the same. He treated them all like exactly. they were still in territories, even though he was making you know millions and millions of dollars off of them.
0: Exactly. So. I think the interesting thing that's going to be playing out in the next few months is after these allegations and whether or not it come, they come to light as true or partially true, whatever happens. I think what we're going to see is a shift in a shift in culture uh, internally for WWE. And I think we're seeing that already. Um, For example, when we, when we watched um, Cody Rhodes in that press conference, Uh, After Royal Rumble, Uh, he was he's incredibly media trained and he was popped the question about the Vince McMahon allegations. I think I think the question that he was asked had the term, quote unquote, dark cloud that hovered over Royal Rumble as people went into it. And I can't I can't remember Cody's exact response, but he responded quite eloquently, uh, succinctly. He he addressed it, but diverted. And we're going to see more more of that as details kind of come forward about this event. And if things from the past keep coming up, like maybe something involved with uh, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and these don't even have to be explicitly sexual by nature, just have maybe they're just like shitty boss things that they did 10 years ago. It, they're still going to come up and they're going to have to be addressed in, in a way. And I think we're going to see a much more almost. Almost sort of <clears throat> liberal, like, left-leaning approach to these things uh, while still trying to make a product that's not as toned down as the PG era. Does that make sense, or am I just rambling?
1: No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think, like, and the nature of the company is different than it was before, right? It's a publicly traded company now. We officially have no more McMahons left in the in the company, you know? You have, you have Triple H to some extent, and there is ownership held by, like, Stephanie and I believe Shane as well. I think they still have some shares. And I, I, do, I know Vince does too, but, like, on the operating day-to-day, I don't think anyone's really involved other than Triple H. So I think that mostly, you know, you just have to – you're going to just get more corporate log lines. You can't just kind of put your foot down and say we're going to do everything the way we want to do it because you're under a larger scrutiny when you have to deal – with things as a publicly traded company, right? And now the yeah. my magnifying glass is on them. And like you were saying, Cody is being positioned as the face of the company, I think, moving forward. I do think he's going yep. to win at WrestleMania and beat Roman. And I think Roman's gonna go away for an extended period of time and and take a crack at Hollywood and follow in the steps of the rock. So sure. they are positioning him that way. And you know, with of course with AEW and and even the the all-in show before a e w he is always not always, but he's carried himself as a businessman he knows how to address these questions he did a lot better job answering those questions than triple h did
0: a so, lot better job a lot better job i was I was actually blown away by how he answered those questions
1: yeah he did an excellent job um addressing them and and you know where where he kind of subtly shifted focus away from the nature of the question where triple h Directly, Triple
0: H just—he just took—he just took, he just took he the took wheel and took hammer. a left
1: hand. Took, yeah, exactly. He took a sledgehammer and, and hit someone awkwardly by it. holding the sledgehammer with one hand, <laughs> the, yeah. the way everyone uses a sledgehammer, holding it on the two ends of the sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah so
0: I do. I do appreciate the way that he answered the question in a, in a way. Cause I, even though I think his answer was a bullshit answer. And even when we were sitting there, we're all, uh, everybody there that was watching, we were like, that's bullshit. that That's a bullshit answer. What you're giving. He started it, started it by going, you know what I'm going to do here. And yeah. I don't know that kind of honesty. I don't hate I, it. I don't hate it. <laughs> like I'd rather
1: have him say, you know, I, I can't really answer this. Then. Just yeah. not answering it. And everyone knows he's not answering it. And he's not acknowledging that he's not answering it. Right. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. We'll see how that all plays out though. Um, again, it's a really weird time to be starting a podcast. When you have this I, much it's hot. It's fucking a, it's a great wild shit. It's a great time. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> so let's, it, let's we're transition. We're seeing a birth
0: of something develop. We see We're seeing the birth of something here. And even though it's kind of happening in the ashes of a legacy that has held WWE like that, that that was over the whole wrestling landscape for forty fucking years. Uh that is gone. So we're starting new again. So it's like we're here ground zero, baby. Let's go. It's true. Let's do it.
1: It's not it, you're you know you're not wrong, Will. You're not wrong. It is the dawn of a new day. But it's not about new day. They're kind of old. No one really pops for them. We'll talk about that later. Um let's, I have
0: let's, let's... seven piles of pancakes here. What am I, gonna
1: do? <laughs> I got bootios. I got, I, got, I bought all the bootios. <laughs> I thought I was gonna sell them during COVID. I had like this bootio mask deal going on. No one no one bid on it, and they're all expiring. I, just to uh, tie into one of your other podcasts. Steve keeps coming over. He's stealing all the bootios. He's feeding them to the rats. It's it's becoming <laughs> a whole thing. Rats. I I don't I don't love what's no. happening, but at least they're going to a good home, and that is the rats' bellies. So let's talk about some fucking wrestling. Let's do it. Let's do some wrestling. So right. we're going to cover SmackDown from last Friday, January 26th in Miami, Florida. It's the go-home show before Rumble. Straight up, off the bat, just want to say, want to pour one out for my boy. We loved you, Well, we didn't. You were really good at your job. Well, you, you really weren't. But you seem like a good guy. R.I.P. Kevin Patrick. They killed you. <laughs> See you I was later. Say
0: are you talking about Vince again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: poor Kevin Patrick. You uh, know, I don't know. What Kevin were your Patrick. feelings on Kevin Patrick? I personally did not care for him. I am a soccer fan. He calls a he calls a fantastic soccer match. But he just really, eh? didn't really grab me in wrestling with that endless, breathless, everything. Always running out of breath. Not gonna try to do right. an Irish accent, cause it would be
0: bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I you know my 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 feelings on this, I had no feelings. I was like, okay. I don't know. I I don't have that much love for the current roster of of commentators in WWE. And I know Michael Cole has been there for forever. Um and we'll get to Michael Cole in a bit when we talk uh, talk about Raw. Um but seeing Kevin Patrick leave I was like, okay, fine. Let's 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 try. Let's do some experimenting here. Let's see if there's other people that can do. This I mean, they they gave him well. a
1: good run, and they've talked about. You know, it's been talked about in the dirt sheets and online about how they were pressuring him to change and talking to him, and the, it was yeah. It sounded like he had the knowledge that if it didn't start going better, he was gone, and this has been talked about for quite a while now. And it didn't go any better. <laughs> I, I didn't hate him on the mic, for sure. I thought Graves would... I, it's, like, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I really like most of the commentators right now. I think Corey Graves okay. is a great heel commentator. And I think Wade Barrett is good. I think he's has some problems that, in a different way that is kind of shared with KP and some of his... And some of his idiom, idioms that he uses and the analysis he gives. But, you know, he is an ex-wrestler. He knows what he's talking about. And I think he really works well with Cole, which, unfortunately, we're not going to get anymore. We'll get into that later. Um, Yeah. But I don't really hate anyone except for KP. And I do think that was kind of intensified by the online hate. Everyone, like, was pointing out his flaws. And I think a lot of people were like, hey, yeah, he does do that. Fuck that guy. Um, but yeah. I think the general consensus, too, is also that he seems like a really wonderful person. Like, no one was really wishing ill upon him. They just didn't want him to do this job anymore. And I think that's fair because <laughs> he wasn't very
0: good at it. <laughs> <laughs> we just want... We don't hate you. We just don't want you working anymore. We just want you to go away.
1: So, yeah, just KP's go gone. And uh, so we we, we we kick off SmackDown and we got Eladio... Eladio Karios. So Will and I used to work at a record store called HMV. And uh, how long did you work there?
0: Three years? Four years? I worked there. I worked there four years, maybe three and a half. And I
1: worked there for a couple years before you, so probably about six. And uh, during that glorious time in my late 20s and early 30s, I was still really in the know about pop music. You know, I I fell out a little bit in my early, mid-20s. Then I got the job at HMV, and I was I was tapped in, baby. I knew the top 40. I knew everything that was happening with the kids because we were subjected to it every day, slinging these CDs. And now I don't know anything <laughs> about, about the kids. I know Taylor Swift is still cool. I know uh, people love Bad Bunny. Cooler than ever. But I kind of only really know about that through wrestling. Um, yep. But I know a lot is, is had that RKO song because they were pushing that really hard. And so he yeah. introduced the show, and uh, it's kind of a muted performance, but whatever. You got to sit out there and, and hang out with Randy. You know, Randy cut an okay promo. Uh, he did give spoilers for the Rumble. I don't know if you caught that. Did you catch that?
0: No, I did not catch that.
1: He said there's only one number that matters, and that's number 15. And he may have been huh. referring to the fact that he was the 15-time champ, <laughs> but Cody came out at 15 in the Rumble. <laughs> So, <laughs> Cody came out of 15. I don't okay, know if that okay, was a okay. uh, yeah. purposeful foreshadowing, but, uh, you know, it was an okay promo, whatever. It's Randy. Ran- I don't think Randy really gives great heel, I mean, uh, great face promos as well as he does with heel promos. But, you know, everyone oh, wanted yeah, to see him yeah. back, and he's back, and everyone's happy. Yeah. Uh, what are your feelings yeah. about Randy Orton right now?
0: I, I'm, I, I, like you said, like, him as a face is interesting, and I and I do like Randy. I think Ran, like Randy's amazing. Like in ring, like the dude's incredible. Um, but I I feel like we need a heel turn. Like eventually. I think
1: it's inevitable, you know, because I think he does work better as a heel. But when you're gone for that yeah. long, people want to see you. So when you come back, you kind of deliver the goods. You make him a good guy you know, for a little bit at least.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny about Randy is that he's only 2 years older than LA Knight and I think maybe a year older than AJ Styles, maybe a little bit more. Like he's only a couple years older than a lot of these guys who are just coming up and he's treated as such a such a legend, you know? But then again, he's been in the he's been in this company for 20 odd years. So yeah, he got the
1: call up young, right? Like, I think he was he 20 or something when he got called up. So he's been around for two decades now. So it kind of feels like he is the old timer a lot more than he is because yeah. he's been up for so long, right? Like, you know, L.A. Knight or Eli yeah. Drake, he spent a lot of time on the indies and built himself up in, in those places. And so he still feels a little bit more fresh in yeah. WWE, And same with AJ to some extent. You know, I think AJ only came into WWE in 2016. And it, I mean, you see it with the Rumble too, right? Like people, WWE fans are not necessarily wrestling fans. You get different pops for people who have been in WWE and are returning because there's a yeah. lot of that group that do not watch anything but WWE. Yeah. And it's reflected in the numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. Randy, Randy came out, cut a promo, AJ came out, he's sad, you know, they're trying to push him heel right now. I personally, like, uh, we'll talk about AJ for a second here, I don't really have as much love for AJ Styles as other wrestling fans, because I was right. not a TNA watcher, um, I always knew he, like, he was there, and you know, I did watch a little bit of TNA, but something about him in general just, is just not really, doesn't really click with me, I mean, he's a great in-ring performer. No doubt, but it just doesn't yeah. really resonate with me. I mean, I don't know why necessarily. Maybe because I'm like not white trash enough. Is that a thing? Is he like the white trash <laughs> king? Like I'm a different kind of white uh, trash. Yeah. I'm not Southern well, yeah, white no. trash.
0: You're, you're, well, you're garbage. Like, yeah. I'm a garbage mean.
1: human. I'm, I'm yeah. a Canadian uh, garbage human.
0: When it comes to AJ, I think I'm with, I'm with you. If I'm with you. When it comes to face AJ, the heel turn AJ that they're pushing right now. I don't think it's, I don't think it's amazing, but I definitely think it makes him more interesting than the AJ that I've seen in the past where he's just sad and he's looking for, he's looking for his, he's looking for his pop. Really? Um, Yeah. I remember when
1: we went to SmackDown, we, I, I looked at the card beforehand and I saw AJ versus almost oh. Omas? Omas AJ versus Omas And Omos. I went, okay, there's there's my break. There's my pee break right there. Right in the middle of the card. Yeah. And go pee, grab a beer. I do not give a shit about this. And, like, the whole thing Absolutely. was, like, what was their stable called? Did they even have a name of the stable? Am I blanking on this? Oh, with him the and the OC. Good Brothers? The OC. The OC, thank you. God, I could not care less. Right. And yeah. I like the Good Brothers, and I don't know how familiar you are with their pedigree, but, like, they or have a deep pedigree as a tag team in Japan and AEW and in TNA, but they've never gotcha. really, in the time that I've watched the, the moments I've watched the WWE, I've never really been that, that pushed. So I don't really have much feeling for them. I like the, I like their work in the ring, but for the most part, when they, when they put them on TV, it's mostly just to get smashed, uh, to put someone else over. And, uh, Mee right. is, is fine, but you know, she's just another face in the, In the girls division, you know, I think maybe the lack of a a mid card belt for the women kind of hurts people like her where there's really like, you know, she's not going to beat Rhea. She's not going to be Bianca or Charlotte or Becky. So there's like, what do you do with her? You can put a tag team belt on her, which I'm going to talk about later, but there's really nowhere (laughs) for her to go other than just to be a stepping stone for someone they're trying to build up. Um, yeah. With the size of the women's division now, I think they really need like a mid card title, you know, an Intercontinental or a US title, uh, to yeah. push some yeah, of those I people. Um, Start with but yeah.
0: one, and then you can you can trade you can trade the champion over to SmackDown or Raw, depending on where the storyline's going, where people are finding where people are starting to tune in, and then just go from there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I I, I don't see why not. That can't just be like a. I don't think you need two mid cards, but you know, one would be. One would be helpful, and then just make it uh, brand agnostic. They can go to both brands, right? So AJ That's comes true. out. He's sad. He's a sad man. He's an angry man. Yep. Uh, he says some I sad like, shit.
0: I like that he's wearing like a Palpatine hood. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> he yeah. comes out, do not. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do it. Um. But yeah, LA comes out. He brings the fucking fire. Huge pop. He's well, so over.
0: Let's uh, let's let's talk about the timing the production had. And they must have been waiting for their cue twice because mm. uh, AJ was, t- AJ was cutting his promo. He's, he's bickering with, uh, with Randy. And uh, I was, wa- I went and watched the promo this particular segment again. And right when, when AJ's on the floor walking to the ring, he says LA Knight." He said it, he says LA Knight's name. And he says it in a way with like a pause right before it, as if he's queuing up, production for the, yeah. what's going to happen next but then it's missed and then he has to continue <laughs> on kind of ad-libbing the rest of the promo which i think he does a pretty good job that's the feeling that i get maybe it would maybe i'm reading too much into it and this was planned uh but i had a feeling that that first time he says la night on the floor they didn't time it properly and then he had to kind of like work it all the way into the ring and and then he says LA night again. And production times LA night with the LA night like A L-A- <laughs> to a T. It is incredible. The, the effect of the pop that they they were able to pull from that was amazing. So bravo to production for timing that. Great stuff. But yeah, LA night comes out and he starts cooking. I was saying this to bring you. Bring in the fucking fire.
1: The <laughs> Just horse. bring in the like, fire. He's such a good promo
0: he's I, I i think right at the beginning he was just starting to feel it a little bit and he even threw out a dummy just to see who would catch it and you could hear a small pop like a small small pop in the background for people who like watched NWA or people who just like dove into old LA Night promos uh, he threw in a little dummy in there and he paused and he listened for it and he's like okay maybe we can maybe we can work that dummy in somewhere else and then as soon as he gets into the ring and starts just laying into uh, Randy and uh, AJ. Hot fire. Hot fire all the way through. I'm like, let him cook.
1: Yeah. Let's he go. Just, he, you know, sometimes he'll get out there and he'll, he'll stumble a little bit and miss a few things. But he was just on point. And when, when he was like, what did he say? He was like, I'm going to hit solo so hard he'll start dancing like his dad. and started doing the Rikishi yeah. dance. <laughs> like dance. I love <laughs> shit like that. It was so good. And I love how he just came in, spit hot fire, and then just bailed. And just started walking up yeah, the ramp. Left. And then, you know, AJ Pele kicks Randy, heals him a fucking, he's got a receipt for him, yada, 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 building up to the Rumble. Yeah. It's the go-home show, I get it. So it's a pretty solid opening segment. We got to see all four, or, uh, sorry, all four of them. We got to see the three of them who were going to challenge Roman. Um, you know, they're still, like, you know, brewing those divisions. Because, like, let's let's be real here. We know what's happening in Rumble. We, we know Roman's not going to lose at Rumble. It's just like it's yeah. a you know so you gotta make it interesting for the fans so basically the, the the real thing we're gonna see here is the division of you know these three people and how that's going to play into Roman winning right so pretty pretty rote yeah. stuff pretty standard whatever I enjoyed it and then uh, we move on to uh, Carlito and Santos which is something they've been kind of cooking up lately uh, ever since uh, Ray got out and uh, you know it's been it's been lovely to see Carlito back. Um, I'm a big Carlito fan from back in the day. Always thought he was underutilized. He looks great for
0: his age. Uh, he looks you know? amazing. That's another thing that I want to talk just like touch on is every time there's been like a return, uh, not every time. I I'd, I'd say like maybe 3 out of 5 times or something like that. When somebody returns, they come back and they just looked they look like they've been to the Triple H school of hitting gas, baby. Like, oh fuck when AJ, AJ came AJ Styles, back. Styles. AJ Styles is just Oh, huge. Randy's huge. And then uh, even Carlito, like Carlito as well, when he came back, I remember the first time seeing him, I was like, fuck, he's big now. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's formidable. And I think
1: part of it that helped that too is like, I mean, personally, I haven't seen Carlito wrestle since he left WWE in like, you know, 10 years ago, probably more time for me. And at that yeah. point, he was more of like a cruiserweight almost, you know, he was a smaller guy. And now he's just absolutely jacked and his face looks old. So he looks meaner and angrier. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they've been brewing this Carlito Santos thing. It's not the most interesting storyline to me. You know, we basically were were ramping up to LWO versus the fake LWO or what what was the name they gave them? Legado. I don't know. Legendado (laughs) del Fuego or something. That's racist kind of, but you know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's something like that. The legends of fire. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, Carlito gets a hot start, you know, give give him his spot, give him his shine. Santos kind of makes the comeback and rips off Carlito's T-shirt, which was kind of weird to me that, you know, if you're going to do the T-shirt spot, Carlito usually comes in a T-shirt, to be fair. But if you're going to do the T-shirt rip spot, shouldn't he be wearing like an LWO shirt and not just like a generic Carlito shirt?
0: It's true true. It just feels the, like it would get more s- heat storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what know. you mean. It was a bit well, choppy, I, I think, but it got smoother. I, as a whole, I, I like the match. I mean, Carlito can just go. You know, like when, when and so
1: can Santos. And oh, Santos can so can Santos. He's so good at adapting to his opponent. You know, like you can put him in the ring with Rey Mysterio and have a cruiserweight style match, or you can kind of put him in with Carlito, and he can really work with like a bigger guy who's working slower. You know, he's, he's very yeah. good at adapting yeah. his style and he looks yeah. the part for both matches as
0: well. Yep. I think his heel turn has been okay. Uh, it's definitely made him more interesting than than wh- who he was before. Uh, but the reason for him turning heel, I, it's kind of, it just kind of like slips through the fingers a little bit. But if it gets him in the ring with Carlito, then so be it. Did you catch the NXT match that Carlito like uh, it was like LWO with Carlito uh, with uh, some of the the other the other fake LWO and uh, they did a spot where Carlito and another guy you know uh, LWO uh, they hold down a rope and the third guy I can't remember their names I'm sorry everybody you're it's probably uh, like Angel
1: and made. Umberto
0: Angel and Umberto don't know which one I think Angel I don't know which sense, one either I and he- I
1: don't know the name of the other LWO members <laughs> <laughs> They've just been really you know hammering Angel and Umberto lately to make us know who they are, and they they're not really saying the names, they're just saying like the other LWO guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh the LWO guys, they do a uh Oh, Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro. They do a spot where they oh, on XXT where they hop on the rope and Carlito and another one of the other LWO. networks. Oh, no, oh members, the launch. Like slingshot. Yeah, the launch into Oof, the sky. That was a great and spot. I, like, I
1: only saw that on social media, oh, but yeah, that was great. He got air.
0: I watched that whole match. Yeah, he got serious air. I watched that whole match, and that whole, whole match was fantastic.
1: And I read something where they were talking about the guy who got slingshotted. I don't remember which one it is, but he was saying in prep, he was like, you got to move them back. And they were like, there's no way you're going to clear this. And I think they put like a crash mat down or something. And they showed how far he would go. And they were like, holy fuck. Okay, you can make that jump. All right, we'll back him up for a spot on TV. (laughs) Because he goes flying and he nails it. Absolutely nails it.
0: I was expecting a spot like that in this match once the other LWO members showed up. But I don't know. It it didn't happen. But I I think they keep that for a PLE.
1: We're going to see that again for sure.
0: For sure, for sure. And, and I like this first match. It was a good starter. You know, got us going.
1: Yeah, two two good workers in the ring. You know, a pretty basic match. Carlito gets over a little bit to not make him look completely weak. And then Santos comes in and uh, gets the build up. We got a little bit of distraction going on with Angel and Umberto. We got a brawl breaking out between LWO and FLWO. And then they bring back Electra Lopez, who I'm not familiar with. It's, it's outside of my purview, but apparently was part of yeah. a stable NXT with Santos to, you know, be the okay. girl, uh, to be the woman in the fake LWO to kind of match with LWO. So now we're now we're even here um, with the, uh, the team members. And we're going to obviously continue this for some time. I, I don't love it. And, and, you know, not to be like xenophobic, but like when they start talking in Spanish to each other, I, I I got nothing, man. I don't know what the hell's going on. And and, and that's Kyle fine. I was like,
0: speak English, damn it.
1: <laughs> kind of, you know. the
0: language of the country that you're in.
1: <laughs> if, if it was two French groups, I'd at least be able to pick up, because <laughs> I know a little bit of French. I know, like, you know, enough to get by that I'd be able to understand what they were saying for the most part. You and anyway, I do know some Spanish, it's it's just it's just one of those things where I, I'm not too invested, but the the matches are great. They're they're all quality competitors. They can mix it up with like, you know, the 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 heavy hitters in Santos and Carlito, and then you got the undercard guys who can high fly and keep the attraction. You know, I've seen a lot of matches with the LW over the last six months with the uh, with sorry, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild. I've seen a lot of matches with them where the crowd is silent and they get them into it because they know yep. how to work a crowd. They know how to escalate a match and know where to pick their spots. Right. Um, yep. but it was, you know, I'm going to give this match. I'm going to give this match two lazy rivers. It was just a nice little calm. You know, we're on, we're, we're just getting to the theme park. We're getting in there floating down the river. I'm like, Oh, this is a little exciting. Ooh, there's a little bend in this or oh, catching some speed. It's kind of getting me into the, the, <laughs> The, the spirit for smackdown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh for me, let's call it uh four rusted hard drives. Love
1: it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um so then we get with the let's first focus. of many of the 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 we got Nick Aldis and Baby Rock segment number 1 where they're going to do that <laughs> traditional thing with the Royal Rumble where people are going to come pick their numbers but you know, they're not going to show them on this, but we have as soon as you see it, you know this is going to be an ongoing thing throughout the night. Yeah, you got Baby Rock, who's the new GM of NXT as of last week or something. Um, <laughs> you know, Bobby Rock. comes in. I don't even really know her. It, Ava, Eva? Aisha, Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Oh, sorry. Yes, Nick Aldis. <laughs> is oh, his oh, name. sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nick Aldis is the GM. Sorry, Baby Rock. I'm getting confused. Yeah, uh, yeah. His like nephew, or is it his daughter that's in there? That's his daughter, yeah. Wow, that's baby Rock. Yeah, and she's just kind of like she was standing there with a notepad, looking angry. I was like, "Good job." Yeah,
1: she's she's the the new GM of NXT that they just promoted. I know she was wrestling for a bit, but I I never really liked her in ring work from what I saw. But you know, she has the attitude for it. And she can speak on the mic, so they're bringing her in for some arbitrary reason, I guess, just to establish that that's what she is now. And uh, we the got reason Bobby. is
0: Rock, the Rock is on TKO. Is on the TKO board. (laughs) It was a bit suspicious. Do what the Rock says. The
1: the timing was a bit suspicious, but I'm going to say not nepotism. I'm going to say nepotism that she got into the company, but not nepotism that she's been promoted to GM. Let's say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my
0: stance. All right. All right. Uh, So
1: yeah, Bobby comes in. Bobby Lashley comes in, pulls a Rumble number. Uh gets into a little talking with Santos. I'm not even sure if that's like laying seeds or I think it's just more connective tissue to kind of bring the two segments together. Um, no. Not really that important. We'll talk more about Baby Rock and, and all this in a bit. And so we get the Bailey video package on her journey the last few years, uh, specifically post her injury. And watching this in the moment, I was like, oh, you know, my personal thought is that damage control has gone on far too long. I respect every one of the people in the group. I think they're all incredible. I think, yeah. uh, obviously, the language barriers kind of hurt with the promos, but Eoskai is, is a hell of a promoter. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kyrie Sane, we'll talk about her a little bit later. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do, lo- and I love Dakota Kai. And you haven't really been exposed to too much of Dakota Kai because she's basically been injured the entire time that you've been watching.
0: Yeah, she's been walking around with a leg brace. I think she might have not had the leg brace that night, but I'm not entirely sure. I, I saw an image of her recently where she wasn't wearing the leg brace.
1: I, I do have it in my notes. She was not wearing it on Raw. Ah, there it is. That I know for sure, but she came out in puffy pants. I can't remember if it was SmackDown or Rumble. She came out with puffy pants, and she's been doing that a lot and have the brace underneath, but no brace okay. on, on Raw. So I, hopefully she's coming back soon because she can go. She's great. Um, but yeah, so they're playing the Bailey video package and I'm, you know, I, I, my whole theory walking into the rumble for the, for the last month was that especially later in the show when the, uh, when there's the belt, the, the title change that Bailey's going to get kicked out of this, you know, Dakota Kai could speak Japanese so she can kind of be the mouthpiece and wrestle um and obviously like bailey's been getting the cold shoulder for the last like three months they've really dragged this out yeah Uh, well and the the
0: the video the the video piece that they put together they really paint her more like it didn't feel like it was in kayfabe like it felt like it it almost felt like a a heel or a face turn almost it it felt like a
1: a bit of a shoot right like it was uh it was a little bit more real and they're kind of humanizing Bailey a little bit more. And I think the, the diehard WWE fans, I, I don't know how familiar you are, but, like, Bailey is, like, a beloved face for years. The heel turn is yeah. the exception. So I think a lot of people are ready to kind of, like, I think a lot of people have appreciated her heel turn, but I think they're ready to bring her back. And everyone's very excited her for to her face. to be a face again, right? So they start painting this picture, and I'm starting to think, well, like, you know, later on we have the Kabuki Warriors up for the gold. If they win and EO's got the belt, it's a perfect opportunity for Bailey to lose the Rumble and go over, you know, and and, and be like ostracized by damage control. But then I watch this video yeah. promo and I'm like, we haven't gotten a single video package for anyone in the women's rumble that I can remember leading up to it. So it means something. That's a really good point. Yeah. I don't yeah. think she's going to win. But I think they're trying. They're trying to put emphasis on it for the DC turn, or the damage control turn, and then bringing her in, bringing her back as more of a face against damage control. Um, but it's a great video yep. package. Yeah, very well done. I mean, that's what WWE does better than any other wrestling group, right? Is the video <laughs> packages are unreal.
0: The video packages are amazing, and uh, I mean, the standout I think in the last six months as I've started since I've started watching has been the r Truth. Uh, Judgment Day is my family video package that I did like three (sighs) weeks ago or four weeks ago. Just, just one of the best things, one of the best things the company has ever put out in the history of ever, and it led to the Tom and Nick, (laughs) Tom and Nick jokes that are going around on the on the Judgment Day, which is fucking great. Sorry, didn't want to. Didn't want to divert there. No, yeah, no. I, well, I mean, to. we're going
1: to talk about our truth a lot <laughs> moving forward, both right. today and in, in future episodes. But yeah, I think that's let's the only video try, package we've it, really seen.
0: I, I, I think let's try to keep it focused on like the main things here because I'm looking at uh, the list of the card and there's a bunch of like uh, there's like Austin Theory, there's in uh, Car- Carmelo Hayes, which was fine. It was it was kind of like a redo of the of their match like a couple weeks ago. I didn't really f- get anything from it too much. But uh, yeah, what do you think yeah? Here?
1: Well, yeah, like we'll, we'll go in order here, but I don't really have much to say about that one either. We we get all this baby rock part two. Our truth just fucking slinging humor all Nailing over the it. place. We love him. <laughs> um, the, the the does this mean I have to quarantine line and that oh and the him thinking all this was Pierce was just comedy gold. I fucking love that man <laughs> so much. Like, do Where'd not that do not hurt our truth. I <laughs> Your hair looks beautiful, um, and then we get the Carter Chance and Kabuki Warriors. So there's one question I have to ask you, Will. Did okay. you know that Carter and Chance loved to party and dance? Because let me tell you, what they loved to party and dance.
0: They love all it, they well, wanted. I never you, got that. every
1: time. You know, there's flashing. Lights. They 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 love EDM and they love partying and they love dancing. And you need to know this about them. It is very oh, important.
0: That that explains the color in the hair
1: see now you get it that's... now you get it okay nah, so the crowd is absolutely lying. dead for this one
0: <laughs> unfortunately so yeah which sucks because um especially like the kabuki warriors like asuka and um oh fuck i can't kairi that. sane I, I, I kairi sane um i i mean i really like asuka i really like asuka in the ring um but yeah the like, crowd was dead and it was it was a bad, i think was actually the, like, like yeah, it was definitely
1: a bathroom break. I knew what was happening here from the jump. I knew the Kabuki Warrior was going to win. It was funny. When they introduced Carter and Chance, two things. One, crowd's completely dead. Except if you watch the video, they show, they show the Kabuki Warriors in, in the ring waiting for them. There's one girl, there's one woman about 10 rows up in the first bowl who's just dancing her face off in the aisle. Just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loving Carter and Chance. All about them. Just giving her. Just absolutely so happy that they're coming out. Everyone does not give a shit. I think they booed them, actually, to some extent when they were coming out.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: And that's the thing about Carter and Chance is, you know, they do the choreography and the teamwork really well, but there's no heart. You know, the basics, like the punching and the kicking and, like, the building in a crowd, all of that is just missing from them. All of their real violence is at, like, three-quarter speed. They go to throw a punch, and it's, like, slow. Boom. Yeah. Whoa. Boom. And so, you know... Casey Catanzaro never really had, like, Do you, are you familiar with Casey Catanzaro at all? No. She's Katana Chance. She was an American Ninja Warrior, which I was a big fan of when she was on Ninja Warrior before she was in WWE.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: And she never really had a lot of charisma on that show, and you can't teach that, and she kind of got into WWE pretty late when they signed her, and and it's just like, there's just that missing spark, you know? Uh, Carter's got moves Carter doesn't really have the size but she's a better promo and she's a better like just pure one-on-one athlete I think in the ring but yeah this this whole tag team I understand they were just kind of placeholder champions trying to get them over but they're just so small it's so hard to believe them beating anyone without like really embracing that that cruiserweight style where they're really truly high flying everything just feels a little too choreographed and right. yeah. I hope the best for them. And honestly, like I don't really have that high opinion of Kyrie Sane either. I know a lot of people love her from her original WWE run, but she's rough too. <laughs> and did you see that pin? That was a hard pin by Kyrie it. Sane. Oof. She pinned, I think it was Carter and she held that pin to like a six count. And that's like mad disrespectful, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't just Ooh, sit on the person and hold them, especially when you're taking the belts off them. It is just a little. Yeah,
0: that's. I remember it was Oscar that did the pin, and it was she was sitting on she was sitting on him.
1: it was it was, it was a little bit rough,
0: um, but yeah. So
1: whatever <laughs> uh, title change, Bailey comes out. She gets iced by DC, furthering my opinions here that I I, I think that we're heading for a breakup. Um, just getting completely iced. So then we move on to uh, you know our, our our typical backstage bloodline promo. Jimmy and Paul together are just so amazing. They're incredible.
0: I I love them. I love them both. I Jimmy Jimmy this whole like evil Jimmy thing that he's been doing, where he's just a little bit more wild eyed and he's like no yeet, fucking no yeet. great. loving everything. Yeah, and I don't
1: really love Jay or Jimmy's ring work. Uh, like I I they're fine yeah. but they're great on the mic and Jimmy being like the shit heel laugh at him heel, like kind of a dumb mysterio of the group in a way. Been loving that and yeah. he's playing right into it and he's doing a great job at it. Uh, he's I love well aware
0: of what his position is in that <laughs>
1: in Absolutely And I am over solo. Like I think he's gonna be great for years to come, but they pushed well, him I heard in early that- He's so boring and I understand that's kind of the point but he's not doing anything with it.
0: I heard a fantastic theory online uh on Reddit and uh this guy a uh, guy saying similar thing he was he was over solo until he found this cheat code to help help get him over in your head a little bit. Let's hear it. Imagine imagine his thumb is talking to him.
1: <laughs> like uh like, oh, what's that guy? Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Senor, senor, senor. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah, time I he's looking become, at his thumb, it's just talking to yeah, him. Every time it, it's his thumb going like, fuck him up or something. <laughs>
1: it's just a schizophrenic wrestler. <laughs> I'm going to try that moving forward. I'm going to report back to you uh, listeners next week on my experience. With it works.
0: It works. Feeding it's the dialogue sweet.
1: to the thumb. <laughs> So, yeah, some pretty standard Bloodline stuff here. We got uh, all this Baby Rock Part 3. Bianca pulls a number. Bailey comes in. A little bit of physical comedy with the roller. Very good. Uh, Baby Rock needs to learn how to use an iPad. A, a fake. <laughs> to fake use an iPad better. Because if you watch her, she's just like scribble, 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 touch, touch. And it's just like, that's not how iPads work. Like, what are you doing? If you were typing, you'd be typing. If like, I have sworn you th- she
0: was wearing a clipboard. Or using a clipboard. <laughs>
1: that's 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 how great it was. So yeah, whatever. That's oh. another one of those. So then we get the Bobby Lashley final testament face to face. You know, I I like Bobby a lot. He's just so bland on the mic. He's such an yeah. imposing force. I really miss MVP. Like, yeah, I don't know if you were around for the hurt business at all. I Did do you see any of that.
0: Well. I I don't rem- I don't think I saw any of that, but I do remember MVP. MVP was was over during the time that I was paying attention. I think he was United States champion at the time.
1: Yeah, he he was yeah he was US champ for for quite a bit. I think multiple times. So he was he was doing a thing with Bobby Lashley called the Hurt Business, where he was like the Paul Heyman, he was the mouth, and it made things just a lot more smooth because mm. Bobby is just he's, he's he. People don't want to boo Bobby, right? Like you could, you could tell when they started the whole Bobby Lashley Street Profits thing. They were trying to make him heal, but the people didn't want to boo because they love Bobby so much and they love the Street Profits. So they tried and tried and tried month after month. And then I think they just realized, like, we're not going to get them over his heels. Let's get a heel team to come up against them. But like the final testament, like I like the design. I, I I did like the uh, lacrosse shirts, the the TF Cross shirt. Pretty surprised, actually, that they went with the religious symbolism on this. I didn't see that coming. I thought they were going to stay far away from that. But whatever. But, like, the whole, like, I, I, I like AOP. I think they're a physically imposing tag team. They use their weight well. I love Paul, Ellerling. Paul Ellering. Are you familiar with Paul Ellering at all? The bald guy, the bald old guy?
0: No, no, I'll go right on record here that the only person that I'm familiar in t- in this stable at all is Carrion Cross, and that is even in like a fleeting sense,
1: right? Right? So, Paul Ellering, Paul, every time I, can, I always struggle with this, Paul Ellering was the manager of the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, more accurately, before <laughs> they were the Legion of Doom. Okay,
0: I do, okay, I do know Paul Ellering actually.
1: Yeah, so he was their manager for all of the 80s and nine, early 90s. And not only was he their manager in in the show, he was also their personal road manager. Like, he managed their finances, their bookings, yeah. traveling, everything, right? Yep. And he is yep. fantastic on the mic. But the problem with Final Testament is there's just, like, why have Paul Ellering if he's not going to be the voice? Like, AOP is silent, right? So... It, it makes sense for Paul Ellering to do all the to to do all the talking, but now you're 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 shoveling him in with Cross, who does a lot of talking, and even Scarlet who does a lot of talking. It just right. it just doesn't really work for me. And I you know I I, I so, like Cross. Go ahead, sorry.
0: I'm so pissed that I didn't even like I didn't notice it. I didn't pick up on that it was Paul Ellering because I watched a Dark Side of the Ring episode where we're talking about where they were talking about Road Warrior. Uh, right, right, yeah. And that whole history. So now I am I literally just Googled Googled Paul Ellering. I'm like, fuck, I should have caught that. God damn it, Will.
1: Yeah. I mean, my understanding is like he was the manager of AOP before in NXT in a time when I did not watch WWE. And so AOP was like, if we're going to come back, we're still going to bring Paul. Because I think Paul still was working with them on the indies. So that was kind of like part of their, like, if you're going to bring us back, you got to bring back Paul. But there's just like too many... There's too many pieces in this group that don't really make sense. And like, I really like Karrion Cross, and I think he's got a lot of potential. But they just can't stick it with him. It's so close. I don't know what's not there. I don't think Final Testament pitch. is it. Go ahead.
0: I have a pitch. Uh, he gets possessed by the spirit of Jesse Ventura. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Starts talking with that, Kate. It's... He becomes the uh, the third man in the SmackDown booth.
0: I'm not joking. Just... his his Jesse Ventura is almost a good almost as good as will Sasso's. not quite, <laughs> but it's getting there. <laughs> Are you, you know he
1: does a great job too on the mic. Like he talked even like the whats, which trip up trip up a lot of wrestlers. He talked through the what's perfectly. um he mm-hmm. you know, he he didn't pause and give them an opportunity, but then he also addressed it and then moved forward. It's just, I just don't see them going over on this, though. Like, I don't see... If you really want to push this group, then you have to have them beat the Street Profits and Bobby. And I do not think that's possible with how hot Mello is, how hot Bobby is. It's not going to happen. So no, you're going to just, like, feed them to Bobby and Mello, or Bobby and the Street Profits, and they're going to lose right off the bat, presumably. And then Carrion's going to be in the same place that he was the last six months to a year, just getting... You know, building up, uh, building up a rivalry and getting crushed. Whether it's AJ, um, who else did he work with in the summer? I'm trying to remember, but it's been con- consi- it's just been consistent. You know, it's uh, Ray. He he fought Ray for a bit. It's just been like, right. let's let's portray him as this this main boss who then just gets defeated every time. It's I don't know. I think he might need to go away from WWE and kind of reestablish himself if he wants to get over.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So. Enough of that. We got all this baby rock part four. Jimmy pulls a number. He's sad. Uh, we know now, in retrospect, it was number two, which I anticipated something along those lines that it would be early, based yeah. on his, his his reaction. You got the Theory-Mellow rematch after the stoppage a couple weeks ago. You know, Waller's a great shit heel. I really like what they're doing with Waller in Theory. But, you know, it's a oh, very yeah. quick match, especially with the, the commercial. You know, it, it yeah. flew by.
0: Yeah. And really it was And like I said earlier, it's a redo. It's a redo from the, the, from a couple of weeks before They're re- they're really trying to push uh, Carmelo uh, out of NXT and into the main roster, but they're still kind of building him as an NXT star.
1: Yeah. And then like, but like, did you see that response trick got when he came in? Like I know they're in Miami, so they're in like the Florida, yeah. Florida's pretty much the hotspot of wrestling, especially for NXT being there in Tampa or not Tampa and uh, Orlando. But Mello got a hell, or uh, Trick got a hell of a response coming out. Everyone knew whooped that Trick. Like, very impressive that he's got that kind of standing immediately out the gate. Um, And it was kind of weird how they had him come out and save him, but then, like, continued the strain between them. Which I know is, like, part of NXT. I haven't really watched much NXT this month. But I know there's, like, an underlying storyline of them breaking up. And that's where they're headed.
2: mm Mm-hmm
0: but I mean, uh, interesting uh, on the note of the, uh, the crowd chanting. I think there's this, there's a, especially lately, may- maybe this has been going on longer, but I haven't been paying attention, but lately I feel like the crowd participation, the crowd, the crowd involvement for when things require c- crowd involvement is so at another level. Like even if people don't know exactly what that person who that person is like say that stadium like they're in miami like they probably they most likely know who trick williams is but if you did that in i don't know let's say calgary i still think that the wave of people doing whoop that trick would just start to build you know people just get involved in such a crazy way now than i don't think that i've seen in the 30 hours of 90s wrestling that i watched last week
1: yeah, and that's a simple one too for people to get behind. You know, people around Absolutely. in the crowd cannot know what's going on, and they can hear distinctly whoop that trick and the cadence matching the the theme, and can get behind it very quickly.
0: Absolutely, I think it's even written on the jumbotron somewhere. Oh yeah, really? Maybe. I well, I know for our uh, truth like that. What's up? Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. written like there, so people even like read it and they go like, I know. I know the catchphrase here.
1: Yeah, it's like karaoke.
0: Yeah, it's like karaoke.
1: But yeah, it was a quick, quick match. You know, whatever they had to basically just finish off what they had started a couple weeks ago, and then we get Eladio back. Yay! Cool. Is he baked? good yeah. baked.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: And it, it was a nice little it was a nice little moment there with Solo and Paul, and it was a, it was haha very funny whatever. And that just leads right into the no, Night versus Solo match with with quite a bit of time left on the clock, which was surprising to me when I looked at the clock and how long it was going. Um, they were working a really good match in the beginning. You know, Night was going after the thumb, which a lot of people haven't really attacked. They haven't really attacked that angle in matches with Solo to kind of disable the because La.
0: Because Knight knows, man. He knows that the power comes from the thumb, and because it's talking to Solo, if you mute the thumb, break that motherfucker, it mute won't talk thumb, to Solo you anymore. Mute Solo. Solo. Uh, but Solo <laughs> will turn into like a a, a a like a human Roomba. He'll just like start walking around in random directions, <laughs> just bumping into the ropes.
1: But, you know, I liked. how It started. You know, they were they, they were selling the thumb. Solo was doing a great job at it. Uh, there was a We Want Tables chant that came way too early. Like, they're telling this excellent wrestling Ugh. match story right now with the with the thumb work. And then they start chanting, We Want Tables. Like, get the fuck out of here. You think you're getting a table in Knight versus Solo when they are going to the Royal Rumble tomorrow? Yeah, it's not going to happen, bro. No, they're not. And also, yeah. that chant could just die in a fire. Um, but Knight yeah. was really going That's gonna over.
0: Be... That's going to be one of our episodes is like a bottom five crowd chants.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got a couple in mind for that one. Fucking awful. Yeah. We want tables. Get out of here. It's so disrespectful. Um, but, yeah, Knight was really going over. Um, I, you know, after the break, they kind of dropped him attacking the thumb, which I didn't love. And then you just got a bunch of nonsense. You know, AJ comes in to be a cock. You know. Yeah. It looks like AJ, L.A. Knight is going to be what's next for these guys because they're really feeding into that. Um. Yeah. You know, it's tough with LA Knight because he's so over and you have to feed him people. You have to feed him and keep him over. You have to give him talent to beat people that actually mean something. So, obviously, I think AJ is the next in line there. I don't know if AJ is going to do the job, but I I think if LA continues to have that that heat, then they're going to put him over, probably at Elimination Chamber, I would imagine. That Uh, that sounds right. The end was really dragging. Like, like I said, it, it started it with right. a lot of time like, on the clock, but
0: oof. it it was all right. Like it, it, I can't say it was predictable. Like I didn't see it coming, but especially with like the, 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 the double betrayal that went on, like with, well, not betrayal, but like AJ showing up, smashing, smashing LA and then turning on Sakoa. And then I think, didn't uh, Randy come out as well?
1: Well, that was the weird thing
0: to me. It was like.
1: So AJ hits Solo and Jimmy and then, well, he hits Knight and then he hits AJ and then he hits Solo. Sorry, Jesus. Sorry. AJ hits Knight. Then he hits Solo. Then he hits Jimmy. And then he, so he he sneaks out mid-match for what purpose? (laughs) He comes out here to fight Knight or to smash Knight for what purpose? And then Randy comes out because why? To save Solo and Jimmy from AJ because. Just to get involved? Knight's in the corner. <laughs> and then Randy Non-guy clears is. house, which is fine. Cool. Clears house. And it's still dragging. And then he's just like sitting in the it- middle of the ring. <laughs> and then he celebrates. And then, well, then Knight comes in and BFTs him. <laughs> and that's well, AJ
0: comes back out. AJ comes back out and tries to do a. Um- a phenomenal forearm.
1: Right. And he gets RKO'd, right?
0: I think he, I think he ducks it. And then, uh, Randy hits him with his Orton Arcade or Ar- Orton Art DDT.
1: Oh yeah. The, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird ending. I was really enjoying the solo night match, honestly, especially when they were doing the storytelling before the break. Like it was a quality match and there was still a lot of time on the clock. I don't know what happened in production, but I just feel like they really dragged it out at the end. Yeah.
0: They should have just kept it as a as a straight match.
1: Yeah, but now, you know, we're set up for So that's that's the end of that. There's really not much to say about that. It was it was fine. It was pretty standard go home yeah. and then we got Rumble.
0: And we got Rumble. And let me remind you, folks, this is an hour and a half into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is an hour and a half. We're really going to have to try to fly through uh, Rumble and Raw here. It's, it's really going longer than I anticipated. But really, I don't really yeah. have much to say about the Rumble. So it actually is going to be a lot shorter than, I think, SmackDown even. Because it's only four matches. And there's not really much to say other than generalizations, yeah. I think, about the women's Rumble.
0: Well then let's start with the women's rumble then. I, like we there's not much to talk about here other than like like obviously it was a really good rumble. The the upset I think for us was Bailey winning. But in hindsight, now that we talked about the video promo that was on SmackDown, like they were clearly gearing us up for that, but we weren't smart enough to see it. At least I wasn't cuz I to me I was expecting the main players obviously either Becky or Bianca.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean like outside, it, it makes
0: sense. There's an outside chance of Nia Jax winning it, but I didn't think so because of the It was just it Nia was, I think both Rumbles this
1: applies to, but it was a really good it really set up a lot. It, it, it yeah. was a very good, you know, a, a great way to start our road to WrestleMania, you know? Like so mm-hmm. so so we're in the Rumble. We're live from Tropicana Field, which is hilarious to me how many people were in there because as a baseball fan, the baseball team that plays out of that place is like notorious for having no fans. So it's the most Amazing. people I've ever seen in that building. Um, We get Pat McAfee, which yay. We'll soon find out that we're going to have to deal with this motherfucker every week. But when he yeah. came out, I was like, yay, cool. McAfee. I'm not really a huge McAfee fan. You know, you got Natalia no, starting. Yeah. You got Naomi coming out, which was a nice return. Um, yep. Didn't see that one coming. And yeah. from what I can tell, had, she is full time in WWE now.
0: They start off with a uh, nice little like handshake. I had no idea who Naomi was, but uh, who, who Naomi was, but the crowd certainly did, or at least enough people in the crowd certainly did to get the rest of the crowd involved. Because when they started chanting like "Welcome back, welcome back," enough people were saying it that I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a cute moment." Um, and it was a good way to. It was, I think, it was almost like a too soft of a way to start a rumble, but it's the beginning of the night, we're just getting warmed up. This she got a big sense. pop. It was smart booking. Like they only got
1: party, a yeah. massive pop for someone who hasn't been on WWE in like a year or two. Um but yeah, some general things about the rumble. I I thought uh Jordan Grace was a good touch. I thought she had a great showing. She had got that KOD on the edge of the ring which was massive. Um, They put her over really nicely, didn't jeopardize the future of having a relationship with TNA, thought it was very well done.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I love, I, I, it's interesting how they kind of revealed this to be a, like, almost, they're not, like, setting up any sort of expectations of partnerships with TNA, but it's good to know that they're not afraid to dive into other promotions, you know? Yeah, totally. And I mean, p- they've
1: done some things with TNA in the past, mostly just to fill out the rumble. That was One thing about the Women's Rumble I will say is like traditionally with the Women's Rumble, they have to find kind of fill out a few spots with returning people to make it interesting or right. some real undercard women. But for the most part, I think this was probably the best Women's Rumble ever and the entire roster 1 to 30 was was pretty respectable.
0: Pre stacked, yeah. Everybody was fun to watch. Nothing, nothing too crazy in the sense of like any returns. I mean, we had Liv Morgan at the end. Um,
1: oh, I think the big thing mostly which, was was Jade finally showing up. Jade Cargill finally coming out. Jade
0: Cargill, yeah. And, who uh, put on a really good showing?
1: Yeah, they they protected oh, yeah. her. They didn't put her in too many wrestling spots. But she, you know she got to slam Nia. She got to you know throw her out. She got to eliminate Nia Jax. The the, the dual press thing with Bianca. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely going to be a thing. And same with the dual press thing with Bianca. Um, That's definitely going to lead to something at some point. Definitely good teases. She took out Becky uh, and Naomi with a nice spot there with, uh, you know, whipping her around and knocking Becky out. And then, yeah, I guess Liv Morgan was the returning surprise back from the weed charges. And uh, I didn't mind the way that uh, <laughs> Bailey won either. You know, it was a bit, a bit of a shit heel win, which is kind of in character with her right now. Yep. And, you know, all in all, a very solid women's rumble. Probably the best women's rumble of all time, honestly. The best one I've seen. And that might have something yeah. to do with how much we're following now. But, you know.
0: <laughs> that stuff. could play, play into it. I think it's kind of funny that we're like, yeah, this is the best women's rumble of all time. But we have, like, such a lukewarm response to it i don't know i think
1: the thing with the rumble in general is like if you really want to sit here and have a full episode dedicated to the rumble you can go over every little thing uh which we can't because we're already an hour and a half in (laughs) um wow wow wow. and it's same same thing with same thing with the men's i think too is going to be pretty cut and dry because there's only so many things you can cover like you can cover each and every elimination and and stuff like that but no We're not gonna do and that. And at the end of the day, it's no, a storytelling device for WWE just as much as it is for us. There's not really much to analyze other than let's talk about yeah. the the people who showed up and talk about the main players yeah. and how they did. Right. Um
0: so that was Bailey. Bailey won the rumble.
1: Yeah, good for her. I think she's gonna win. I think she's gonna challenge EO. I think it's gonna well, I think damage control is probably gonna Ruin the relationship with her, and that will lead to her challenging Io. If I had to guess,
0: yeah, something like that. Something like that. But we'll see how uh, it goes.
1: still, kind of up in the air right now for where they're going to go with it. So then they do the four way for the championship second match. So if there was any doubt that Roman was going to walk out champion, <laughs> there <laughs> it is, is. completely He's dispelled. Gonna win. It's
0: over. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, mean, I, I, I was a little disappointed. With this match, like there were some good spots, uh, some good moments here and there, but I, the, the ending was just, it was really weak. The ending was quite weak.
1: I think it was about as good as it could be. You know, what, what can you say? It's a four way match. There's going to be a lot of people, you know, ha- hugging the corner as they wait for their spot. It was balanced. Everyone had a good run. You knew Roman was going to win. You knew there was going to be interference. It was about as good as it could be, you know. Oh, solos here! Wow, didn't see that come. Oh, who's under the hood? Oh, it's solo. Oh, wow, shocking, <laughs> incredible! Oh, I didn't see that coming. Um, the triple kickout. That's <laughs> one. All I really want to talk about, like the only thing I really want to focus on with this match, is the triple kickout. Okay. It was both the lamest thing I've ever seen and the greatest thing I've ever seen, because it made no fucking sense. It's like they had Randy and Knight were stacked up. But both of their shoulders were on the mat so the referee wouldn't count. But it was in such any a weird like rule thing. Two person match, it would be a double count. Roman AJ was late. So Roman had to like take his time looking around. Then AJ comes in with the Styles Clash. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. I think it was a South Clash. And then Roman falls on the pile, but his shoulders are clearly not on the mat because it's massive humanity. And then all three of them kick out. <laughs> it's, it's just... It was ridiculous. I, I see where they were going with it. It's just the execution could use a little bit of work. Just just a bit. Just yeah. a touch.
0: Yeah. A little bit of work on the timing, but ultimately, like we knew what was going to happen. As soon as we saw the card earlier that day, we knew what was going to happen. No, there was no surprises here. Like I said, some good spots, but nothing that I think is. uh... Hey, honestly, like I'm having trouble remembering like uh, like specific moments other than solo. Well, everyone up, got their.
1: That, everyone got their work, you know. Randy got the RKO. Some yeah. people. Ellie and I got the BFT. Some people. AJ got Styles Clash in. Roman had a Superman yeah. punch and a spear. Everyone got their little spot in. I thought they balanced it pretty well. No one really came off as looking weaker than anyone else. There was no really no, bottom no. man. Everyone had their spot. You know, I think we're heading for AJ Knight, like I said. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Randy, but we'll see. But, yeah, like I said... I d- It was decently clean, even like the finish, you know. The finish wasn't, uh, you know, you had the out by by Solo when when Knight was about to win. But other than that, um, Solo was pretty much taken out of the equation pretty early. So I was a little bit surprised to see Roman get a fairly clean win. But it was also nice to see Roman get a fairly clean win. Because they have been really relying on the interference and the run-ins. So... Right, yeah. it, It was fine. It was fine. It was fine for what... It was about as good as it could be for what it was.
0: Yeah. It was a weird booking, but it was for the storyline that they were building. And it was for a storyline because SmackDown has these, like, these... Especially when it comes to LA Knight and Randy Orton. They have these characters that are... They have these uh, superstars who are at a level that, like... I feel like LA Knight's, like, almost up in terms of booking. Like, he's so over right now that he's almost too far above, like, the US championship right now. So they kind of have to, like... They have to kind of like demote him a little bit before he can go to that level because I don't think he's at that WWE Championship level. But he's so goddamn over that it's kind of fucking with some of the storylines. And then you have Randy show up, and he's like Randy, you know. And then AJ yeah. Styles. It's just there's a lot kind of going on, so it's it's a weird booking, but it's for it's for the fans, right? Yeah,
1: you know, All like right. what can you really do with like what is putting a belt on Knight really going to do? Is it exactly. going to make him any more popular? No, like I'm talking a mid card belt, it's not going to really do anything for him. He's already so over, and he's managed to maintain it now for quite some time. I think you just kind of have to punt for a bit here. I, you know, I think Rollins is going to probably drop the championship at WrestleMania. I don't know who that's necessarily going to be against. Um, I think WWE probably doesn't really know right now because I think their plan was punk. Uh, we'll, Rollins needs to we'll get a break. into it, Rollins needs a year off, right. Um, Or yeah. six months, at least. But we'll talk about it later. But I, I think some of the options there are Knight, Gunther, if you want to drop him finally from the IC. But then it just sure. seems like if you're going to drop the IC off Gunther, it's got to be a big competitor as well, right? But yeah, lots of moving pieces. That's a story for another day when we have more time. Let's move on to Owens-Paul for the U.S. Uh, championship.
0: This is and, my highlight uh, of the night. Yeah,
1: I mean, like it was a pretty solid match. I, I, I am continuously shocked by how good solid Logan match. Paul is at this. Solid uh, it's match. Wild.
0: Logan Paul got his ass whooped by Kevin Owens, and I was so impressed by the fact that he let Owens just beat the tar out of him. Throughout, he for really like 20 minutes.
1: He really knows how to the psyche of a match. His his, yeah. his presence in the ring and when, like his facials, when to be a dick when to cheat a little bit when to say things knowing where the camera is he's so present in the moment he's so good at this and i hate him so much he's as a human so, being so good. which makes it even better to hate him as a heel
0: yeah he's so built for this and he's so aware of branding and persona and how to play off crowds and and get a get a reaction out of people he's just built for it and he did it he did an incredible job in this match and i I was talking to somebody about it uh the other day and they were saying like oh like logan paul he i he was he was like disappointed with logan paul's performance i was like no way man like the the bumps he was taking like that's wrestling too and he got his ass whooped by kevin owens and he was selling it too He was selling it well he was selling it hard and the look on his face i there was this uh there was a post match interview that he did where the interviewer was like, How you feel, Logan? And he's like, Slurring. He's like, "Uh, uh Come and get it. And he just walks off the camera. <laughs> just still selling. And he's so goddamn good. And just, I, the, I, yeah, I, the bumps he was taking through that, I was so impressed. I mean, the other thing is about Logan Paul is when he does those big spots, because he's a high flyer type. And, a really good high flyer for the size that he is, because I think he's like 6'2", somewhere around that range. Like, not a lot of people his size can get the air that he does so naturally. And he does it yeah. so safe.
1: He really like, does. Like, And you know what? WWE's s- been really smart putting him in the ring with people who can carry a match. He's not fighting, Absolutely. uh, you know, someone who's young. He's not fighting Braun Breaker. Someone who's a young up-and-comer who doesn't necessarily have the, maybe the in-ring intelligence to, or experience to run the match. They're putting him with the right people to carry the match. And, like, you saw that with Owens. Owens was directing the match. But Paul is a great at going with, rolling with the punches. And... Knowing when to improvise and and knowing when to to sell and when to delay and when to hold something a little bit longer than normal is 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 just his natural acumen
0: for the business is just off the charts. It's incredible. It's incredible to me. He's naturally built for it, and on top of that, the ending of this of this match was was great. Like a really interesting ending,
1: and the camera angle too. When the when the like that angle with. The ref stopping at two and three quarters and seeing the knuckles. And on, looking
0: at the knuckles. Uh, oh, fantastic.
1: Very well done. Incredibly well done. And Or the also, I wanted to point out a couple other things from before. The Waller Theory interference. If they make a Waller Theory Paul Stable, what a great I mean, fucking shit he st- Just the three let's worst human beings go. on the SmackDown roster as portrayed in SmackDown. I, would absolutely, I don't think it's going to happen. But it could. It was. It, it's there for the taking.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm all in. I and and let and let Waller speak, like for all of them, and way too often. <laughs> way too <often>. long <laughs> until
1: the point where they get so pissed with him that they beat the shit out of him, and uh, maybe that's when we finally get the Waller face turn if that could ever possibly get over. Um. Also, the maybe, uh, the spot maybe. with uh Logan and Graves when Logan was on the top rope and said to Graves, "I heard." You said no one could superplex Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah. I show you.
1: I <laughs> think Kevin Owens Kevin. with a terrific reversal. Just that oh, scoop yeah. slam off the top, Logan going down like a sack of potatoes. Really good. And great. the look on his really face enjoyable. right
0: after. His eyes were all wide and he was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Just selling like nobody's business. Like, ugh. Even, even Just after. I
1: loved it. Paul wins. Owen snaps, which is a good touch, puts yep. puts puts Logan through the table. Logan just, like, kind of looks and sees a pile of tissues, package of tissues, starts pulling them out, starts attending <laughs> to his wounds. <laughs> then fucking Owen circles back, stands over him, sees a pack of halls, and grabs the halls and then leaves. Great stuff. <laughs> just great stuff by those two. What a fantastic great match. Stuff. Definitely the highlight of yeah. the night.
0: Oh, so much fun. So much fun watching them. Uh, yeah. Highlight of the night. Let's move on to the men's rumble.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm just going to give some quick highlights here. There's not really much to talk about. I think general, general thing is like really impressed by all 30 competitors. Um, Very balanced rumble. Card. I you didn't, there was not a lot of surprises, but I don't necessarily think you really needed them when you have the roster as stacked as you do right now. A little yeah. disappointed, but you know, I get in retrospect, more disappointed in the moment than when I look back. And when I watched it a second time, uh, Jimmy and Jay yeah. starting was a great touch because you know, both of them aren't yep. going to win. So you get a little opportunity for them to go face to face when they're on two different brands. Andrade shows up, which is something I should have saw coming because I knew he was coming back. Um, mm. Had a good showing, good enough anyways. The McAfee really frustrated me on the commentary all night, but particularly on the rumble, because you can kinda of tell he hasn't really been keeping up with the product. I don't think he really knows <laughs> whose face and whose heel since he left. Uh, I like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: When he went off on Shinsuke and he was so excited to see Shinsuke, and it's like, dude, come on, you gotta you gotta play the game here. Everyone hates
0: yeah, Shinsuke right Sinsuke's, now. <laughs> yeah, Shinsuke's heel, like straight up.
1: Uh, one thing I was I was I noted is we were ten people in, and I was I wanted to play the who's the biggest plug in this match. So at uh, ten people down, the biggest plugs I think are Carlito or Karrion Cross. Probably mm-hmm. Karrion Cross is the bigger plug right now. He hasn't been around as much. He hasn't. He's had more opportunities than Carlito to get over and he still really hasn't. So I think cross is probably the worst at this point. 10 people in. Okay. Um, I thought AOP showing up was pretty lame. Like I understand that the rumble is no DQ, but like, Hey, let's have some DQs. <laughs> like, let's put some more <laughs> rules on the rumble. Um, Like cross eliminated Bobby, even though he was already out. Like, can we just treat it with a little bit more respect and a little bit more like a real event? Like, what, yeah. what's the purpose of having general managers and referees and all of these things and not have one of them step in and say, hey, Bobby's not eliminated. Carrion was out. He clearly caused the elimination. What are we doing here? It's a little, I know it's a little nitpicky. I just don't, I don't love it. I'm just not a big fan yeah. of stretching the rules that much. Hmm. Um, Bronson Reed comes out. Is What do you Actually, think? Does he take the plug title from Cross?
0: nah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I I'm I don't uh yeah Bonson Reed I've I don't like him <laughs> I know you're not a big fan I, I think not he, a big like, fan. he is
1: a big man in the rumble though so that I feel like that kind of makes cross still the plug of the match because like at least he's a big man in the rumble which is like gives him a little bit extra juice because he gets to be big 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 guy in the rumble he can't eliminate him everyone's got to try. Oh yeah, you can be in yeah. the match Can you put him over the top rope.
0: But that's just general shit that we've seen before with other big, with giants in the ring, you know? It's just like, okay, you get five people on him, they're all trying to put him over and then he turns around, and everybody goes ah. So it's like Yeah, yeah. It's and we It's just saw it with really Naya. shocking. We saw it with Nia, it wasn't really cra- it wasn't really that crazy. So Bronson Reed like I I just don't like I, I could get behind it if we change the gimmick. I just don't get what he is, who he is and why he is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) I I feel you. I feel it. And we'll touch a little bit more about it when we talk about raw, which might actually have to get pushed into another (laughs) podcast at this point. Possibly. Possibly. We'll (laughs) have to do.
0: We're already into Patreon content territory. Actually, I do want to mention real quick because we forgot about it in our women's coverage as well that, uh, a huge highlight for me was our truth in both, in both rumbles. Oh the my spot god, that was he a had thing. in the women's and the look on his face, the selling that he does on his face when he walks where he runs by Valhalla. Like who the hell is this? Like he's never seen her before in his so life. So good,
1: so incredible. Where's all the men? Where's all the men, Adam? <laughs> um, where'd your hair go? Oh my god, so good. Uh, yeah, so what else is there to talk about? I mean, there's a lot to talk about Rumble, but like, you know, Kofi came in. I thought we were gonna have that one of his weird ass. Kofi doesn't get eliminated by some weird shit, but I mean, I, he failed the last two years to do something creative to not get eliminated when they had spots set up for him. So I think this year they were like, let's just let's just eliminate him flat, and maybe we'll bring back yeah. the save attempts some other time. Uh. You got Ivar coming in. Maybe he's the new plug. What do you think? Ivar or Bronson? Who's the bigger plug?
0: Uh well, uh, Bronson. Yeah. Bronson. Still Bronson is, for you. Yeah, no, yeah, Bronson sucks. Ivar can go. <laughs> like, even in that even in that match, like he was doing some big like high kicks and stuff like that. Like Ivar when he shows up, like he, he's a flexible dude. He's athletic and he puts on a show. Gimmick sucks. Gimmick is the fucking worst in the entire yeah. company. But, god damn, can he put on a match, man? Like, the Chad Gable-Ivar match that happened on last Monday before Rumble. Fantastic. I was like, holy shit, these guys are just giving her here.
1: Yeah, I really love Ivar's work in the ring. It's just the gimmick is shit and lame. And his voice is not really conducive for someone to be cutting promos. It's is He's just got, like, a high-pitched little, like... It just doesn't match his body. So I think you're going to have to kind of keep pushing him with a manager of some sort to be the mouth. Um, But he could definitely wrestle his face off. A Braun Breaker came in and and got a good pop and had a great showing. I read somewhere that uh, he basically took over the Lesnar spot after all the McMahon stuff came out. And it was highly implicated that Lesnar was the one who requested the (laughs) P-videos. Uh, (laughs) I believe they referred to a former UFC champion, and there's only so many people that applies to that are are involved with WWE.
0: It is certainly not CM Punk. No.
1: Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) So uh, he had a good showing. You know, he had that little face-off with Omos, who... Omos? Omos? Omos, right? Omos. Omos. Um, Apparently he's a great guy. And I love that MVP came out with him. That gives me hope for the future. That MVP might be back full time. Nice. And MVP is a great mouthpiece, but he almost is. He's still just like a slightly better Great Kali. He can't really wrestle. Here he's a great guy. He's really friendly and nice to everyone. But he just he's just not very good at this. And I'm not sure how much yeah. more time he has to prove that he's good at this.
0: Well, that's just an old McMahon thing too. Like uh, Vince would book these guys that were just huge, but they couldn't wrestle, like like Kali and Kali,
1: Giant Gonzalez. There's a whole history of people that he's tried to push that just really didn't
0: have it. People are wise to that stuff now. Like in the '80s, yeah, you could probably get away with it, but now people want like the spectacle. The spectacle of the sport has gone to such a different level that. The athleticism involved to make a show, make a match interesting is insane. I, I, from going from WrestleMania 12 this afternoon to watching like pieces of SmackDown and Raw, it's like, it's like watching a, like a Ford. It's like watching a Ford Equinox race up fucking (laughs) (laughs) like a Jaguar. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's two different leagues.
1: No, oh, I absolutely feel it. Yeah, it's it's completely different. And you know, I, I, we were talking about this. I was talking about this to uh, my coworker today. The I, I I fell out of WWE because it got so crazy and over the top with tables, ladders, and chairs, and blood, and everything. That when they tried to pull it back, I I everything noticed. was bland and boring. It was like, like we're not swearing anymore. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not bleeding. We're not doing crazy shit. It was better for the health of the wrestlers, but it's bad for the product, and bad for the business. And so it, now coming back into it, they've done a very good job of finding that balance of being protective of the wrestlers and having great spots, but also not doing unprotected chair shots to the head and having everyone bleed every second day. Um, yeah. I do wish it would be a little bit more of that. I wish they would introduce that once, twice, three times a year to have more emphasis on it um sure but the current product as it stands in the way it's being presented in that pg 14a style is quite good they're really they're really killing and i think this rumble is indicative of that with how much athleticism was in the ring at like at all times right
0: absolutely Absolutely. All right, let's skip ahead to the end of the rumble here. Well, yeah, we're getting
1: it. We're getting into the end here. Our truth comes in, throws JD in just to get eliminated right away, which was a great touch. Amazing. Does the you like, can't I'm see me? <laughs> I was trying to help him get back in the ring. Does the yeah. you can't see me to Drew goes the wrong way, gets immediately big booted. Or maybe it might have <laughs> been not Drew. It might have been Gunther. Ah, um,
0: uh, it was Gunther. It was Gunther. Yeah, it was Gunther. Uh, the yeah. waiting. Waiting outside the ring to get tagged in, also great. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like Dom. Dom, take me in. Fucking so funny. Uh, he has no idea uh, what's going on.
1: Uh, saves the elimination of Dom from the Miz. I mean, we were killing some time with the Our Truth stuff, and I could have not been happier with it. You know, we we, we ran that Our Truth thing into the ground in the Rumble for a solid five or ten minutes, and I was loving every second of it. For the the Love it. right before we got into the end game you know priest eliminates truth even though truth got him that paper they bring punk back in he cleans up uh, good showing for him getting back into the ring and back on uh, live television in a WWE ring WWE ring for the first time in 10 years i was surprised he looked, he i was, looked, I was, I he was looked actually great.
0: genuinely i was genuinely surprised at how how good he he was um they must have been working him quite a bit behind the scenes at those like live events and house shows um just to get him up to speed because he's been out of the like he wasn't out of the game, but I don't think AEW's like approach what is the same as WWE's like watching those sh- that watching the AEW pro I don't know. I mean, I'm probably speaking out of my ass here, but uh, I wasn't expecting the showing that he had coming in. I, yeah, I mean,
1: I he looked. It's unfortunate what happened, and we're gonna touch on that eventually. But uh, he, I thought he looked absolutely great in there. I thought he looked in impeccable shape, and he was moving around well and didn't give him too many rest spots. I do think he needs to find out what gel Cody uses and put that in his hair. Because <laughs> by the end of it, he looked <laughs> haggard as fuck. He's got to use he the Cody gel, rough. or he's got to shave his head.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, he's always he, had a rough time with hairstyles. He looked about 15 years like older
1: shit. when he got out of it than he did when he got into it. <laughs> he just had the kramer
0: hair it was just poofed up oh it was hilarious it looked great and it, well it, it worked though it worked though in the situation because him and cody just went for it like it wasn't a full yeah. like I don't, I don't think it was only about 10 ish minutes around there and it could have gone a little bit longer but i think it was perfect the the amount of length that they had um and you could feel the weight of the moment yeah. in that situation and, uh, the stress that I was feeling, cause that was the, th- like we were saying to it, saying to each other when we were watching it, that was the best case scenario. E- you could do either or in this situation and it's, and I'm totally fine with it. My question here is, do you think he knew that his arm was fucked up during the match and was like, I need to change this. Cause I know like I'm going to need recovery after this and then get eliminated give it to Cody or do you think that was, already no, I think it was always Cody. Cody. You, you can yeah, see like, right. on
1: the rewatch, you see drew hit the future shock. You see him going to the corner. He tells the ref, the ref brings another ref over. He's probably like more senior. They talk it out, but that happens really early in punk's run. And yeah, he really gives it for the rest. Like you cannot tell he's injured the rest of the match. I did not tell. Yeah. No, it was it, he was putting people all. up for go to sleeps and he was taking bumps, he was taking finishers to the full extent. He wasn't really being ginger with the arm at all, so I don't know if it was adrenaline or maybe he didn't feel as bad in the moment. I mean, he suffered a torn triceps before, so he knows the feeling. Um, but he put in a very respectable showing after the injury. But I know I do think it was Cody all the way. Um, yeah. I think. Maybe there was a moment there where they're like, "Do we need to change who the final two are?" And I think Co. Or I think uh, Punk decided, "No, I'm I'm, I'm no. not going to fuck this up. I'm going to put the full shift in." Uh, speaking of putting a full shift in, Jay Jay Uso put a shift in. Like when he got eliminated, yeah, he did. I was like, "This guy's still fucking in there." And they had him a nice little run for him, right at the end, right before he got eliminated. Yeah. Um. But yeah, is there anything else you really want to? talk about with the raw i thought like you said i think the final two being in there for the last 10 minutes was a was a great piece um yeah yep. they both sold really well their exhaustion and uh I, uh I like the finish uh no real problems with it i'm really excited to see cody win at wrestlemania if he doesn't i'm going to be pissed so uh, the finish the, I, you know i, I
0: I saw I saw a a video comparing the finish here to a finish uh, from I think it was maybe 2000, maybe 2007, 2008, 2009, somewhere around there uh, for the Royal Rumble. And uh, it was a very similar finish to how Triple H eliminated CM Punk to win a Royal Rumble around that time. Maybe not Triple H, but it was a similar move where sets him up for the go to sleep, drops him. The other guy catches the leg. And it spins them around to throw them over the rope. So I thought that was a nice little callback there. I like that. Yeah,
1: I have some more thoughts about the Rumble that I want to touch on. But I I think we're getting so late here. We'll wrap it up and uh, I'll I'll push them to Raw. Because most of them are, I want to discuss a lot about McIntyre. um, But these are all things I could touch on when we talk about Raw. Because clearly we're going to have to push this to either a a sub episode sometime in midweek or, or just push it to the beginning of, of next week's episode. Um, let's do, yeah, we're
0: having a two parter season premiere series. <laughs> premiere, baby. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll launch like a quick little half an hour on, on Monday before the, the next raw or something. Um, Wait. yeah, we went way too far. So I do have one segment at the end here. Will. will check that he's going to show me I've his penis. I've been hiding from you. Uh, Not my penis. We're going to keep the penis segment for next time. Or maybe the PLE events. The premium live event events. The penis live events. Let me just grab this and this is going to be the final segment
0: of our shows so it's only going to be a surprise I really once. hope I know what it is cuz i'd hate for you to show me a reference that i don't understand and for those who are new to this show and new to like us as hosts like we host other podcasts and a running gag in all these shows is that i have like zero context for references most of the time <laughs> no i
1: think i think you're going to get this one but i'm going to i'm going to have to stick it here's the thing i'm going to have to stick this okay let's just make sure this is okay. all Ready to go? Okay, and let's see if we can balance this vo- volume here. Okay, let's see how this goes. It's not. <laughs> it's time to play a game. <laughs> time to play a game. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about this game and how Will plays it. He's going to lose because it is a bit. All about this game and if he can win it, it's all about this game and Will has to play it. This is
0: amazing. All right, this Will. The best thing I think I've ever done. <laughs> it's game time, baby.
1: All right. It's time to play the game, the game where Will always loses and there are no prizes if he won, anyways. Royal Rumble Edition. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Am I gonna have to defend the bottom
0: ropes <laughs> to <through, laughs> a room of reporters?
1: <laughs> okay, well, I got, I got a, I got a couple quizzes here for you surrounding the Royal Rumble to go out on a high note, to go out on a laugh. Oh,
0: wow! So will. Okay, I'm gonna suck at this.
1: Excluding the greatest Royal Rumble match, you're aware of what the greatest Royal Rumble is. No, okay <laughs> like it was a thing they did, and they did it in Saudi Arabia, and there was like sixty entrants, and it went forever and whatever it was bullshit. Oh God. so excluding the greatest royal rumble, I have the f- top five entrants by time spent in the ring okay, so the top five most the top five longest time spent in the ring in a single royal rumble, okay? All right, so. We're gonna start with number five, at one hour and sixteen minutes, and this was in the two thousand six Royal Rumble. Will two thousand and six Royal Rumble? Did this I'm going person to need to win? Guess from you. I do not have that information in front of me. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. cool. Right. I can't get uh, that one information. One
0: hour fourteen. Uh, one hour and sixteen seconds. One hour sixteen. 2006. Uh, Sean Michaels?
1: No, that is a good guess. Um, I'm going to give you a hint here. He is Sean Michaels' a best friend. Triple H. Oh, that was my there next guess. There you go. Triple H. Triple H, baby. And he did not win that Royal Rumble. I'm finding out okay. now he did not win that Royal Rumble. At number four. From 1993, one hour, one minute, and ten seconds. I'm going to give you a couple hints on this one because you're never going to get it. He is a former WWE champion, one of the longest runs of all time, in fact. He is pretty much universally hated. He had a shit gimmick. He made an appearance at the New York City Royal Rumble in about two thousand ish, the one where uh, Scotty Tuhadi and Grandmaster Sexey and Rikishi were all dancing in the ring. You know that one?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. I know that spot.
1: He made a surprise appearance at that Rumble where he was eliminated pretty quickly because everyone hates him. Do you have a guess? Nineteen
0: ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. One of the longest reigning champions ever. University From a dark hated. period.
1: From a dark period a dark in period. WWE.
0: Oh, man. I, I The name that comes to mind is Ultimate Warrior. Not a bad guess.
1: I don't think he could ever go an hour and <laughs> no. one minute and ten, 10 seconds doing any activity. <laughs> um, <laughs> It is Bob Backlund. Are you familiar with Bob Backlund at all?
0: I am not. I would have never got that. I didn't think you would. That was that was one of the
1: hardest ones, for sure. I encourage you to look up Bob Backlund. Uh, Bob sucks. Backlund. Um, okay. <laughs> the third most at one hour, one minute, and 35 seconds in the 2001 Royal Rumble. I believe he won this Royal Rumble. He's not talked about ever. <laughs> You're not allowed uh, to say his name on television. Chris
0: Benoit. Chris Benoit, baby. <laughs> we'll All cover right, that sorry, one. Sorry, I'm on, getting uh, confused about your timing here. So Triple H was at one hour sixteen. One one hour sixteen seconds. Oh, sixteen seconds. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought yeah. you were saying I one mi- hour minutes. I may 16 have minutes.
1: said minutes at one point, but um, okay, number two. Uh he had a time of one hour, two minutes, and fifteen seconds in the two thousand and six Royal Rumble, which I also believe he won. Trying to give you a hint here. 2006 Royal Rumble.
0: 2006 Royal Rumble. He is, One. he has
1: a family of wrestlers. And his father was a wrestler, and his son is a wrestler. His name is, he is named after his uncle, actually, I believe. I believe it's his uncle or his cousin. He has the same wrestling name as his uncle or cousin. I believe it's his uncle. Um but he was but he was uh he was advertised as the son of this man, even though he was actually his nephew. Oh. Chavo. No, actually, I thought you were no. gonna nail it when you were so excited. No. Rey Mysterio. Oh shit. Rey Mysterio. Oh,
0: god damn it. I didn't know Rey was uh his family, was a family of wrestlers.
1: Yeah, Rey Mysterio Jr., his uh his uncle was Rey Mysterio the original, which I believe Rey Mysterio uh, means uh King King Mystery? Mystery King?
0: And Dartbang uh, Father is what it means.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh Rey Mysterio's actual son wrestles under the name El Hijo del Rey Mysterio, de Rey Mysterio, which I believe means son of the Mystery King. Even oh. though Rey Mysterio was Rey Mysterio Jr. Um Okay, number one. You got to get this one. One hour, 11 minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you saw that. Okay, you knew that part. Okay, I figured you knew that. They talked about it a lot this week. Yeah, okay, they talked it a lot. Second, I
0: saw it like a thousand times.
1: Yeah, they over and over and over again. Okay, our second part two of this is, in our last part, there is no part three, the longest cumulative time. So all of these wrestlers it's the longest cumulative time spent in a royal rumble match. So if you were in an hour, you, were, you you were in one royal rumble for a half an hour and another royal rumble for a half an hour, your cumulative time would be 1 hour. Okay. At number 5, at 4 hours and 50 seconds. Ooh. Your hint is he was in the previous li- okay, another hint for all of these. These are all wrestlers that were active in WWE in the 2010s. So The name started in, like, 95, but... Such a dark period. They were still wrestling in 22... All of these names you know. So, all of these wrestlers are either still wrestling or were wrestling before. They're all big names. Okay, okay. So, first one, at four Uh, hours and 50 seconds,
0: your hint is he was in the previous list. Ooh. Four hours, then... I want to say Triple H then.
1: There you go. Nailed it. Triple H at four hours and 50 seconds has the fifth most cumulative time in a Royal Rumble match. Wow. Number four. Four hours and five minutes and 14 seconds. This man is still wrestling and he is a two-time winner of the Royal Rumble.
0: Two-time winner of the Royal Rumble and but not consecutive royal rumbles
1: he is a two-time winner of the royal rumble
0: okay gotcha um he is still wrestling two-time, two-time winner of the royal rumble still wrestling brock lesnar
1: no it is cody rhodes cody rhodes I did not say that it wasn't <laughs> consecutive i just said he was a two-time winner uh, yeah, surprising to yeah. me, too. But I guess he did put in a lot of shifts when he was on, like, the mid-card before he left. Yeah. But I was pretty yeah. surprised that he was that high up on the list for how, how long he was gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a worker, man. He's He's been known to just do the work.
1: It's true. It's true. And he put in a, a hell of a shift this year, too. I think he was about uh, 50 minutes, somewhere around there, five zero minutes. Yeah. Uh, number three, at four hours, 14 minutes and 45 seconds, this man was also... On the previous list, a reminder of the previous list was Gunther, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, Bob Backlund, and Triple
0: H. Okay, four um, hours. Still wrestling, still wrestling to this day. S- maybe? Oh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> I think I gave <laughs> you a little, a few too many hints on that one. Well, uh, the last I was two, toss up between Rey and Chris, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess like Gunther wouldn't have amassed that amount of time. Uh Bob Backlund, not wrestling for sure. Uh Chris mm-hmm. Benoit, something happened to that guy. I'm not really too sure. They don't really talk about it very often. So I,
0: hey, really I tried digging for it, but it just I keep on getting uh uh Max Headroom showing up on my computer, just laughing at
1: me. <laughs> Okay, number two. Four hours, thirty four minutes and eight seconds. He was number ten in the first quiz. For cumul- or for uh, most time spent in the Royal Rumble. And that was in 2021. Where he put up a showing of about, about one hour as well. Still currently wrestling. He did make an appearance on the Royal Rumble event. This year.
0: Hey, event as in not the na- actual match. But like during the PLE. He appeared on the show at some point. I want to say Seth. Seth Rollins.
1: Ooh, not a bad guess, but you got to think longevity here for a number that high. Then he's been Roman. around forever. No, also a good guess. I think no. Roman was pretty oh. close. I think he was like 6th or 7th on the list.
0: Okay, so in terms of longevity, made an appearance, which means he didn't wrestle. Fuck.
1: I, actually, uh. surprisingly, Roman is not even in the top 10. I guess because like oh, he's wow. just been main eventing too much or something.
0: Wow. I'm thinking too hard. I'm out. Top. Randy.
1: Uh, Kyle Orton. I don't know what this case for. Randy Orton.
0: Oh, is Randy Orton. God damn it. Been in forever. The appearance, the appearance confused me because it made it sound like he wasn't wrestling.
1: Right. 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 I I, I, I can feel you. But I guess that would only be like MVP. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think who else made an appearance. But did Solo solo technically didn't wrestle okay and number one at four hours and 59 minutes and 33 seconds almost a full half hour over randy orton he was number six on the first quiz so he just missed the top five and that that showing was in 2017 he still wrestles but he no longer wrestles for wwe I don't really know what else I can say without giving it away because it's, it's, I'm pre- I, this was the most impressive statistic I, I read about this, that he had made it almost five hours, a full half an hour over Randy Orton still wrestles, but not for WWE
0: still wrestles. I, I want to say edge.
1: Ooh, that's a really good guess. It is not edge. He does wrestle in AEW though. Edge was number seven on this list. Just behind Shawn Michaels and above Sheamus. But yes, this person does wrestle in AEW. Does
0: wrestle in AEW. Was in WWE, though, at least at 2017.
1: Also, yes, and also wrestled in WCW. Oh.
0: Also wrestled... Ooh. Uh... Ah... Well, the two names that are coming to mind are either Christian or Samoa Joe, but I can't remember.
1: No, no to both. No to both. I'm God gonna. Damn it. I'm just gonna give you one more hint. That's gonna nail it for you. You've been memeing the shit out of him on our group chat all week.
0: <sighs> that's a lot of memes, man.
1: He has a list. Oh.
0: <laughs> Chris Jericho.
1: <laughs> Chris Jericho. And that's the list. end of this segment. <laughs> Will just made the list for not remembering Chris Jericho, and that's the end of the first episode. That may end up being the longest episode that we ever do <laughs> of I told our new you, man, podcast. You're driving this
0: bus, but you got to like fucking tighten it up, baby.
1: I know, I know. I think we went too far at the beginning, and uh, we went a little too far on SmackDown. We're gonna tighten this up a bit, cut out the fat. Not too far. Way too far, way too high. Um, and I, you know what? I'm just gonna say right now before we say goodbye that I don't think we addressed at all the name of the podcast. But the 141 to. and two thirds percent. Just, just type in 141 two thirds and see what comes up, guys. Um, and we'll go probably into a super deep dive on that sooner rather than later. Um, but that's 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 the end of the show. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna say the winner of this show. I'd Say the winner of this week, uh, for just being a really like really pushing that heel turn, he's so close to getting it over because the fans do not want to boom. But I'm going to give the winner of this week. We didn't talk about him much, but we will talk about him. Is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is my my pick for the winner of this show. What about you?
0: Uh, Drew McIntyre is a really good, uh, really good pick. Um, well, we it's unfortunate because we didn't.
1: About- we didn't really talk about him much, but there is a lot to talk about him from. This there is week. a lot to talk
0: about. I think in terms of just like memorable moments, uh, I'm gonna go with our boy our truth.
1: Oh, fair enough. That is that is always a good pull. That's always a good pick.
0: And that's gonna be my answer every week forever. Until he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Until he dies. <laughs> um, okay, well that's it for this episode. Uh well,
1: we might pop in with a little quick um raw review from last week <laughs> before the raw comes out this week maybe on the weekend but if not maybe we'll just uh, fly through it on the next episode next week but thank you for tuning in to our first episode we hope that you make this a weekly occurrence we promise they won't be this long until at least the wrestlemania episode which is going to be insane um that's it for this week i'm tyler i'm will and keep on keep keep on keep on fighting we got to come up with a tagline shit
0: We'll see you at Sacrifice this Sunday.